the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. And welcome in to a Threadbare Thursday here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are the Sportsocracy and we're heard everywhere you go around the world on the iHeartRadio app. And you can see us live on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. Threadbare Thursday, that is the day that you want to be subscribed to the program because it's, it's an open floor. Anything you want talked about. We will talk about, except for the first half hour of the program here, because we had big old news. Go Chargers, go! Jim Harbaugh, now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. We had all expected it. Um, uh, it was the what the worst kept secret in the league, and they finally came to terms, and so here we are. Now Jim Harbaugh is tasked with turning this perennial loser into a Super Bowl champion. The big question well, is, can he do it? I don't know that what you just said was 100% accurate. What do you mean? Well, you said perennial loser. They're yes. not a perennial loser. Have they ever won? They've never won at the highest level. But, I mean, this is the team that's won double-digit games two out of the last, what, six years? Mm-hmm. Made the playoffs twice in the last six years. I mean, it's not like we're talking about the Jets here. No, okay. he's not taken over the Carolina Panthers. He's taken over a team that has. I was won trying games. to be nice. The to franchise the people that are so nice. To us. The franchise has had many double-digit win seasons. They've never been able to win in the playoffs. And no, that's the and, problem. And and look, we, we said from the jump, Jim Harbaugh is the he is the great white whale here in this coaching cycle because he's the best coach in the country that can be hired. Now, I I feel like we're being a little disingenuous about how great he is because I feel like we've just hired prime Bill Belichick with Tom Brady, and that's the, the expectation. I'm not trying to poo on it. I'm just I, – I find it so funny when things like this happen. It's almost like we get bored with the story. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets announced, we've talked about it, we've hinted at it, we've all known it, and then we have to – into the biggest thing that ever happened in the history of ever. Well, this is what's supposed to happen. This gives the Chargers the best chance to win, and I think this makes them an instant contender-ish. Mm-hmm. There are still problems with this team. No doubt. You still don't have a GM, which is interesting to me. Because what that tells me is that Jim Harbaugh is the one that's picking this GM. You have given a lot of control. Mm-hmm. And you should have. But what does it mean? With Jim Harbaugh, where do you put Justin Herbert now? It's going to depend. It's going to depend for me what uh, what you can put around him. What you can build around him because you're not exactly taking over the youngest team in history. Uh, no, you're taking over one of the older teams I've ever seen. Bingo. Look at the You, you look at the things that that Harbaugh needs to do to build this team into the winner that everybody wants it to be. 
it's fine. You got a lot of talent and you can win 10, 15 or 10, 15, 10, 10 or 12 games probably. But you need to get over that hump and you're going to need the depth and you're going to need to shore up some major holes. I keep staring at that offensive line going, what the hell? Who Does Trey Pipkins have pictures of somebody? Because that guy's been uh, he, he's been the starting right tackle for that team for way too long. So I'm going to say something that's going to sound a little crazy. Yeah. What if Rashawn Slater should be a right tackle? You think? I'm just I'm looking at the way the board falls, and it seems like everybody makes it a foregone conclusion that the Chargers are going to take Brock Bowers, Malik Neighbors, or Roma Dunze. Are you sure? Are you sure they're going to do that? Are you sure they should do that? Brock Bowers, you're going to get no complaints out of me because he is real high on my board. I would love to see him play for Jim Harbaugh. I I would too. I believe that's a great fit. But what? But hear me out. Uh huh. What if you go Joe Alt? You go Joe Alt. You push for Sean Slater over to the right side. Now the offensive line is a real positive, and maybe Jim Harbaugh can get something out of Quentin Johnston, who was your first round pick last year. Maybe. I guess that's where I'm at. Because to me, that's what Jim Harbaugh would do. Jim Harbaugh would look at this and go, offensive line, defensive line, build out closest to the ball, furthest away from the ball. Mm -hmm. Because I have to give Justin Herbert the best chance to succeed. Now, where you go, I don't know. I don't know. Look, Rashawn Slater was not as good last year as he had been in the past. That's a no-doubter. I think that takes a weakness into a strength. And the reason that I say that is, do you know what the Chargers cap situation next year looks like? No. 49 players under contract. Mm -hmm. How much cap space do they have? Negative 47. Did you look that up? I did up? not look it up. Did I get it on You're the nose? Close. Negative 45.8. <laughs> yes. You, it, and there's gonna, not a lot you can do to alleviate it. No, you know you're going to be in cap hell because you have so many of these big contracts on the roster. You got Justin Herbert, right? His his first year is this his first year of the big contract? Nineteen point three is the cap number this year. Okay, so it doesn't kick in the big number till next year. It's just the way that the deal was written. Yeah, uh, his cap number is. It's 19.3 next year. It balloons the 37.3 the following year. That's the it's all the way up on. to 71 yes. by 2028. Okay, so you got one more relatively cheap year Yes, on that. You got Keenan Allen, who's 31 years old. I think you're low on that, but let me check that. You got... Yeah, he's 31. He'll be 32 before the start of next year. There you go. Mike Williams, who's 30, or going to be 30 coming off an ACL tear and he's not known for sticking around for a while. No, but then I look at uh, but what if they are all healthy? You've got Keenan, you got Quentin Johnston, you've got Mike Williams and I feel like those two almost protect each other. Mm -hmm. And you got Josh Palmer. Mm -hmm. Receiver to me is just that's not the biggest problem. You have no, the weapons. No, but it's a it, but it's a building block thing. Right? If you if you wanted to go that way and you wanted another, because this is such a wide receiver rich draft at the top, right? You, you know you're going to get one of these no doubters in Roma Dunze or whoever, Johnny Wilson, whatever. Then would you not be better served by taking one now? Because you know these guys aren't going to be around for a while. I think that's what 
prognosticators are looking at when they project them to take a wide receiver. All right, so we went down kind of a personnel rabbit hole here that I wasn't really – I was trying to say it and then move on to the point. <laughs> the problem with the Chargers is that you have tried to win one very specific way, which is I'm going to outscore you because your defense has been terrible. Don't be shocked if Jim Harbaugh goes, mm mm-hmm. that's not how I win. J.J. McCarthy is hyper-talented. The problem is that that's not how we were going to win. I've got two elite running backs. I've got just enough, Roman Wilson, all these pieces. But that's not how we won. We played really good defense. We ran the ball. And that's why I'm looking at the Chargers going, I don't know that this is going to go how you think it is. I I love all the pieces. I love where it's going. And and we got a super chat from Curtis Davis. Hit the button. Mm-hmm. Y'all are- yeah! Y'all are coming aggressively with the Super Chats, and as a man that just dropped a lot on a very expensive hotel in uh, <laughs> Mobile, Alabama, I appreciate you. Curtis said, Harbaugh's a charger, Telesco's a raider, and Brandon Staley might be a dolphin. Yesterday was a top 10 day of my life. Go, Chargers, go! Bolt gang, or uh, I don't know that I can say that. Uh, tank, you tell me if I can say that. Go for it. Bolt, Bolt gang or don't bang, family trust, respect, go get Hortz. I love it. I love it. I never heard that before. I, neither have I, and now I'm never gonna. Uh, now I'm never gonna unsay it. Now I want shirts that say that because I do have the Chargers font. Just say that right across the chest, uh, and we will come back to this. But but we have another super chat, and it allows you to hit the other button that you like so much. Who's gonna break the news? 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 Uh, this is from our buddy, uh, Ian Rappaport. And he says a surprise, and it would be a surprise if it wasn't so predictable. And I say it was so predictable because yesterday I predictable that the Carolina Panthers are closing in on a coaching hire. Buccaneers offensive <laughs> coordinator Dave Canales. <laughs> yes. Yes. As soon as they hired Dan Morgan, nothing else made sense. And that's that's where I, that's where I was going yesterday. Uh, Soaring Eagle with a, a super chat. Hit the button. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Breaking news. Jeremy Green predictable it. Panthers are hiring Dave Canales as their head coach. I actually have to give Tank credit on this one because he said it first. He said it first. I did a little research into it, and I went, well, that's how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. And 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 just, uh, just, just to make my case here, that was no insider information. That was a complete guess on my part because I looked at the list, and I went, yep, that's Carolina Panthers right there. Well... That's, well, that's you said it, and I thought, no, that's dumb. And then I started hearing the Dan Morgan thing, and I went, mm, maybe. Maybe not so dumb. And maybe that could be a smokescreen trying to get Vrabel, trying to – no. And then once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. I sent two text messages, and it took me about four minutes to go. Okay, so Dave Canales, next head coach of the Carolina Panthers, let's go. Yep. Now, I know a lot of people are not going to like this hire. Let me Let me play a little devil's advocate. And this is what I was hinting at yesterday, but now that it's official, I can go a little deeper into it. I told you from the start of the Carolina Panthers coaching search, David Tepper is looking for something. I didn't tell you he was looking for the right thing. I didn't tell you it was going to work. I didn't say any of that. Tank came to me with the objection of, does it not bother you that they don't have a GM and they're searching this hard for a coach and they seem to be pushing the GM off? And what did I tell you? This is a wide net for a guy that doesn't have all of the options in the world. He's going to cast a wide net on the GM. He's going to cast a wide net on the coach. 
the Dave Canales thing has gotten exponentially louder every day for about seven days. You know what that tells me? What's that? Somebody in that inner circle, somebody close to David Tepper, it could be his wife, it could be the guy who walks his dog. I don't know. Somebody heard David Tepper say, Dave Canales is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy that I'm getting in. I'm getting in early. He's not a retread. He's not experienced enough that all these people know about him. I'm going to go get my coach. He's going to be the guy forever. And Dan Morgan is being hired for him. Mm -hmm. That makes the Dan Morgan thing not that bad. I hated it. And I hate the optics of it because it's a former player and it makes it look like Tepper is hearkening back to the glory days. But if you look at it slightly differently, what if it's Canales that he was so in on? That's the guy that he wanted. And Canales wanted Dan Morgan. That was the guy that he said, I've worked with him. He knows what I'm looking for. He knows what I'm trying to build. And that can be my GM, and he's already in the building. That keeps the scouting staff, which, yes, I understand that that's not necessarily a positive. Keeps that intact. We're, we're, we're later in the hiring cycle than we have been in most of the years that I've been doing this. And so it's just, it's different. What was the, what, 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 what was the thing that made him do it, though? What, what was the thought? What was what did what did he experience that he went? I have to have Dave Canales. Is it seeing Baker Mayfield, who you had in the building last year and was terrible, be good? That's what gets him in the room. Now, what happens in these interviews? All right, I'm going to give you an, a, a, a. I'm going to draw a parallel here. You have not interviewed as many people as I have. I was in charge of hiring for a very large corporation. I've probably done five thousand interviews over the course of my life. There are times, and I'm thinking of a guy specifically, but he lives in the area, so I don't want to shout out his name. (laughs) He sat down in my chair, didn't have the greatest resume, didn't have the greatest profile. He was a young guy. Had some things where you go, ah, you know, that's, that's a little untenable. Within three minutes, I went, this might be the smartest person that's ever sat in that chair. I don't give a damn what it takes. Mm -hmm. You are coming to work for me. And it was probably the best hire I ever made in my life. That's how I think this went. I think Dave Canales got in the room because of what he did with Baker Mayfield. And as soon as he sat down, David Tepper went, this sounds different. Mm -hmm. This sounds different than Frank Reich. This sounds different than Matt Rule. This sounds different than Azira Averro. This sounds different than Mike Vrabel. And he went, I got to have this guy. I've got to have this guy. And I started hearing the Canales thing. You said that, what, last week? I think so, yeah. Well, after you said it, I dismissed it immediately and went, that's dumb. They're not going to do that. Mm, are they? And as soon as Dan Morgan was hired, I went, nope, that, that's what's that's what we're doing here. Yep. And, and I'll be honest with you. He did. The day uh, we came in, what, m- was that Monday that we came in and we talked about this and we did the, 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 the odds? Immediately the next day, I woke up, saw the new odds. Dave Canales shot the number one. Something something tipped everybody off. It takes a special brain to see all those uh all those connections being made. I don't know what Dave Tepper saw in Dave Canales, but I I would have taken the same shot. I would have oh, well, taken the same shot. My- if I here I am, the owner of a franchise who just drafted possibly the biggest bust story in NFL history. C.J. Stroud goes on to win a Super Bowl with the Houston Texans at some point. And Bryce f- peters out in four years, five years. What you it's going to be said. terrible. 
what you just said is exactly why you do this. Mm-hmm. We got to take a break. We come back uh, and we'll and we'll continue we'll talking hard about hardball. Hard hard we 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 got all the things. Yep. It's all happening. Yep. This is what we prepare for. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. Back in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Panthers fans, breaking news. Looks like the the, uh, Carolina Panthers are narrowing in on offensive coordinator Dave Canales as their new head coach. He's the offensive coordinator to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past season, responsible for the Baker Mayfield resurgence. Well, you you say that being a a bit of a, a smartest. A little bit. Because he's also responsible for the Geno Smith resurgence in Seattle last year. That's how he went to Tampa Bay. And now he's going to be tasked with trying to do the same thing for Bryce Young. All right, so you keep saying these things with derision. A little bit. I hear it in your voice. A little bit, yeah. All right, so so explain the derision of the Geno Smith, the Baker Mayfield resurgence just because they're terrible and it it didn't last and it's not gonna last now dave may be the reason because of it his scheme may be the thing that has made them made the bad quarterbacks look better i'm i'm not saying this is a bad hire i'm just saying it's not a bad hire i don't i don't i don't i don't like that narrative because it makes us think that geno smith changed or that baker changed no they got better under dave's scheme and that's that's really what you need but that's all carolina needs Yes, that's what I'm saying. The only thing Carolina needs is a is a coach that can come in and fix what you in the last segment called what could be the biggest bust in NFL history. Uh, let me tell you a little. Uh, uh, I I like facts. I'm not a person that pervades in a lot of opinion. What year did Dave Canales become the quarterbacks coach of the Seattle Seahawks? 
was it 2019? It was 2018. Okay. Russell Wilson had been in the NFL for six years before 2018. How many times was he above 65% completion percentage in the six years before Dave Canales? Uh, once. It was once. That was in 2015 in the, the Super Bowl year where they lost to the Broncos. Okay. How many times did he not do it under Dave Canales? Oh, that's zero. Mm. Uh, it, it never didn't happen. Uh, how many times has he done it since? This year under Sean Payton. Baker Mayfield. How many times had he ever been over 64% completion percentage? Never. Never. Happened under Dave Canales. Geno Smith. How many times has he ever been over 65% completions? Never. Never. Happened twice with Dave Canales. Mm -hmm. You see a trend? Do, do you see something? And, and maybe I'm may, maybe I'm just working on facts too much here. Do you see a trend? And you know, the, the pedigree of, oh, well, he was only a coordinator for a year. Oh, this is a terrible hire because he was only a coordinator for a year. You ever take a gander at what Sean McVay's uh, path around the NFL looks like? <laughs> was he a coordinator for a year? Or was he a coordinator at all? He was a coordinator. I, I want to say it was for a year. I hit the wrong button. I, I almost had that time perfectly. Uh, he was there three years. He was the coordinator of the Washington, at the time, Redskins, for three years. Okay. Before that, he had been a tight ends coach, an offensive assistant, and a receivers coach for the Florida Tuskers. I'll give you one U.S. dollar if you can tell me what league that's in. Arena football. No. That was the United Football League. The original UFL, if you will. Oh, shoot. Sometimes you got to take shot. Because Carolina, you hit the nail on the head. I'm tasking you with fixing something where you're already down 14 to nothing because CJ Stroud's going to finish in the top five of MVP voting and Bryce Young looked like he didn't belong in the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's why this is the perfect hire. Because I have a guy that has seven years of empirical evidence of every quarterback that's played under him has gotten better and they've all regressed the minute he went away. Am I telling you he's going to be Sean McVay? No, I'm not. I also wouldn't have told you Sean McVay was going to become Sean McVay. I think it's a home run hire because I don't know what else you were going to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Who did you bypass here that people would be angry about? Ajira Averro? Yes, yeah, sorry. I don't really like the idea of you hiring a defensive coach. When the only thing that really matters is can you develop Bryce Young? And you're in lockstep with the GM. I... I don't see how anybody can be upset by this other than the fact it's a name that you're not really familiar with. That's the most thing that Panthers fans will be upset about. Cool. Is that uh, we don't go know hire who Jim Caldwell next time because yeah. I guarantee you, you know who he is mm -hmm. and I guarantee you it would not end any better. We did than that this last will. time. We we did that last time, right? We, we Well, you hired we, a we, fictitious we bought, quarterback whisperer last time. Well, we got Frank Reich and we you know, we put all those superstars around him. Remember we talked about the dream team. And the dream team turned into a nightmare. Correct. Which guys like Jim Caldwell were part of. I don't want to do that. I'm not sold that Dave Canales can be a great coach in this league. I can. I, I'm convinced but, he can be. I'm not convinced he will be. But I'm not convinced anybody will be. I mean, that's a good way to put it. I'm not saying I doubt that he can be. I don't it's in any way. It, it, it's just not what 
the fair weather fan or the casual fan is not going to be happy. With I mean, this. what did you want? They wanted Jim Harbaugh. They oh, wanted Bill Belichick. They wanted one of these superstars, right? We, we want to get one of these big names in here that's really going to turn things around because then that makes me feel comfortable. It makes me feel safe and warm that we're at least – I know we're not coming to the, to the gunfight with a knife. Okay, so Jim Harbaugh, you might as well have wanted to hire Mahatma Gandhi because that was never happening ever, 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 ever. I have it on good authority. The Falcons interview was a formality. He was only using that to push the Chargers to do what he wanted to do, and it worked. Did you notice that he pushed the second interview? He scheduled the second interview, and that's when it got done. Strike you as weird? Should. <laughs> now I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Better hire right now for the Carolina Panthers, Bill Belichick or Dave Canales? Dave Canales. I agree with you, and I don't think it's even close. It's not. I didn't. I'm not in that position. Bill Belichick's going to a position that's kind of made for him. It's kind of the Tom Brady thing. Tom left New England. He was not going to go to the Houston Texans where he had no chance to compete. He's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are who have an offense built that he can win with. And he went and he did. Bill's doing the same thing. He's leaving New England. He's taking a job where he's got talent in place. All he's got to do is put his brain to the to what's he's what he's got, and it's going to be at least competing for the division title. That was never going to happen with Carolina. This was never a quick turnaround, and hopefully they didn't screw this up. I don't think That's, they did. It's the best I think this was, I think this was the best you had. If you're a Carolina Panther fan, I think you should be encouraged by this. And now I'm going to go uh, a, a step further. Mm -hmm. I won't be shocked if they throw stupid money at Dan Quinn to become the defensive coordinator. They overlapped in Seattle as well. Mm -hmm. That is that is quite true. That's my, that is my biggest drawback of first-time head coaches is that you bring in first-time coordinators. How's that make you feel, Panther fans? It should make you this, feel this pretty damn further, good. Further down the road of Seattle East. Well, I, I don't disagree with what you just said, but Seattle West was pretty good for a pretty long time. No doubt. We all thought Scott Fitterer was brilliant. We glowed. We, we oozed over Scott Fitterer. So good. Came up in that Seattle, uh, you know, system and he found all, he helped find all of these guys, the Legion of Boom. He helped put this together and it didn't work. And now you keep going down that path of, oh, okay, so Dan Morgan is the guy to replace him. Yeah, they work together in Seattle. Dave Canales is the new head coach. He worked with both of those guys in Seattle. I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do. I'm saying it's a bad look. Hey, and if it doesn't work, it is going to blow up massively. Is it going to be worse than Matt Rule? The answer is no. I don't know. The answer is no. No, because this will be the third time you've done it. It was the third time you've done it, and this is the one with the le with the least expectations. You you chase the big name in Matt Rule because oh he's the college coach that everybody wants. Mm -hmm. Then you chase Frank Wright because oh nobody can win in, in in Indianapolis. He's a great coach, but he's not. But he's not, and there is no empirical evidence to suggest that he is. Uh, another thing that should really encourage you. Uh, uh, Gadecki, your your right tackle this year. Yes, yeah, he was a guard. He's a guard. He's a guard. Canales moved him to tackle. Maybe he can figure out that Ike McQuanu is a guard, and then that first round pick won't be a total bust. I think it's a fantastic hire. Mm -hmm. I love it. I, I, it's not, 
it's not as good as Brian Callahan to me in, in Tennessee because that's a complete change in, in all culture and offensive scheme and everything. I would put it on par with Antonio Pierce. Mm-hmm. I haven't disliked a hire yet, which means there's one coming that I'm absolutely going to hate. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. When we come back for the break, it'll be time to get just a bit outside. Plus, we'll uh, continue the reactions here from Jim Harbaugh returning to the NFL with the Los Angeles Chargers. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It is ESPN Asheville, and this is the Sportsocracy. The Super Bowl just a few weeks away. It's really, what is two weeks? Two weeks, two weeks from weeks Sunday. Wow. Wow. Man, the season has flown. And you know by. what that means? The Super Bowl's two weeks from Sunday. That means just four more sleeps. Just just four more sleeps till Senior Bowl Week twenty twenty four. So excited. Uh Super Bowl week, uh or actually the Super Bowl itself, we have found out Bill Vinovich is going to be the referee. For the Super Bowl, he'll be leading the charge. What does Vegas think about Bill Vinovich? Is he a good referee? Is he a bad referee? Is he? A, is he a... <laughs> he's not one of the ones on my radar. Let's put it that way. Okay, so he's, he's not one that he's not the Scott Foster of the NFL. If that tells you anything, right? He's not the one that you looked at and went, "Oh, dang it, that guy." My my biggest takeaway on Bill Vinovich is that he has a look like he probably should have told his children he loved them more. <laughs> Just tell him you're proud of him, Bill. Yeah. I know nothing. He may have no children. I have no idea. <laughs> He's just got that look of a disapproving right. dad that's right. mad about your report card because you got to be in English. He is a longtime referee in the NFL, and uh, his crews are about average. I did I did see that uh, as far as the number of penalties that are thrown. They're a little above average, so we might have a few more flags thrown in this one than the average game. His crew is going to include the one, the only, down judge, Patrick Holt. Let's go. It, not that one. Not that. Not one. our Patrick. Not Holt. our Patrick Holt. I was going to think, man, he's 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 doing that all kinds of stuff. Everything. Uh, the umpire though is going to be Terry Killens, and that's why I really wanted to tell this story because Terry Killens is going to be become become special because he will be the only referee in history to have ever played in the Super Bowl and refereed it as well. He was a member of the Tennessee Titans back when they uh, 
just narrowly lost to the St. Louis Rams in the Super Bowl back in 1999. Did you see uh, Eddie was wearing his Super Bowl shirt yesterday? I did. That was awesome. Look, you 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 dug that out of a box deep in a closet somewhere. No doubt. When you hired a new coach, it's time to harken back to the Super Bowl. Day. It was the 1999 with the two helmets on the front. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's going to be cool. Terry Killens, first ever to do it. Uh, I am very commonly the one that says kickers aren't people, but this is a story that I'm pretty fond of. Does the name Eric Goins mean anything to you? Eric Goins. It sounds familiar. Uh, it really shouldn't. He was the kicker at Coastal Carolina, and now he's going to be competing for the kicker job at Notre Dame. Now, I'm, I'm leaving out a part of this story. <coughs> and the part of this story that I'm leaving out is that he was the kicker at Coastal Carolina in 2012. Because that's when he graduated high school. <laughs> he's okay. 30 years old. He kicked at Coastal Carolina from 2012 to 2015. He's got one year of eligibility left. Would you like to guess how he spent the last seven years as an officer in the United States Army? Yeah. He left college football, went into the Army, Was uh, from the looks of it, looks like he was a ranking officer. Uh, he got all the way to the rank of captain. Got out of the Army and decided, hey, you know what? I want to give it another go. And somehow got to Notre Dame. He's joining the two-year Masters of Business program at Navy or at Notre Dame, excuse me, and is a member of the Military Veterans Club. Hmm. And he will be competing for the kicking job in the fall. That is awesome. So Gives he, me a reason to care about a kicker. So he went to the Citadel. He's got a or I shouldn't say he's got. He had a boot in 2012. Mm -hmm. So he went, he went to the Citadel. Yes. Played there. Or, that's what I meant. You said what I say, Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. Their uniforms look alike, uh, color wise <laughs> to, to the colorblind yeah, to guy. the colorblind people and yes. I, I i did that earlier when i was reading this story <laughs> he went to the citadel not coastal carolina right i was trying to look at that that name just sounded familiar to me um well, his dad's an alumni maybe that's maybe that's why his name sounded familiar he used to cover citadel football back in the day so anyway. oh that does make sense you were you, you right, right. When you said Goins, I was like, that name sounds real familiar. Yeah, his dad was a class of 85 at the Citadel. So I think the funniest part of this may have crossed it sometime. Uh, this kid graduated high school six years after I did, and now he's playing college football. And I, within the last calendar year, threw my back out getting our mail. <laughs> he's had more demanding jobs than you, though. I'll guarantee it. He's probably been better to his body, too, if I had a wager. No doubt. No doubt about it. Because mine has been road hard left for dead. And just I throw know. that out there. I'd be willing to bet he might be able to drink you under the table, too. Uh, that is a veteran. That is the only competition that I am willing to throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> Some of my best friends are veterans, and I've been told more than once, you drink like an old army guy. Mm -hmm. I'm not, but thank you. I don't run like one, I can tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, all right, Flostradamus, I want you to put your, uh, your, your Mr. Fix-It cap on here. Okay. Because we started to get into it a minute ago, or, or at the top of the program, I got, I got a little excited getting into the how is Jim Harbaugh going to turn this into a winner? Because I've the Chargers have always been a, a, a franchise that I've had an affinity for. Like I, Just a big fan of Powder Blue like, or really like LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah, I mean, it's all of it. 
I had a I had a powder blue Ladanian Dom, Tomlinson jersey that I wore for a long time. Uh, is that is has that been retired into the pit of oh, misery? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it. I mean, I was way bigger back then. Oh yeah. It, there's no chance it would fit today. Are you using that as a grill cover now? Because you should. Be. <laughs> I think I I've am. seen that jersey. Uh, <laughs> I could definitely put it on one of those extra large eggs. Uh, you know what you could do? Uh, you could put it over the desk next week while I'm not here to protect from dust. <laughs> Completely fair. Tank's the, only, Tank's the only person I, that I know that ever got to, uh, it, it would tell you, hey, I got a great tailor, and he'd hand you a card for Carpet Barn. <laughs> 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 this is the guy that made my last suit. He used a roll of fabric. It's a, it's a big ass suit. <laughs> we had to call the Shaw Carpet Factory store to get all of the, the material to make it. Uh, <laughs> they doubled as duvet covers. <laughs> I don't even know what a duvet is. <laughs> That's classic. That's classic. Only goose down feathers, though. Um. Anyway, no, you know what it was? It was Natron Means. When Natron Means got drafted to the San Diego Chargers, that was the thing that went because he was my guy. He was my guy growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I was eight years old watching Natron Means just run all over Keenan Stadium, uh, and that was when it started. And then the powder blue didn't hurt, but. I always wanted this team to be good. I'm really excited to see an actual coach come in here and do something because I expected it with North Turner. I expected it with Marty Schottenheimer, and nobody's been able to get it done. All right, so what? what is the question that you're asking? Where do you start? Where do I personally start? Mm-hmm. Is it the offensive line like we said earlier? I, look, I, you know I love Joe Alt. I love Olaf Shano too. I want to make a str- I want to make a strength out of a strength. I'm not a huge fan of just throwing more capital at things that you've already thrown capital at. You're paying Mike Williams. You're paying Keenan Allen. You're paying Quentin Johnston in terms of draft capital because you took him in the first round. I'm not a huge fan of. Well, we screwed that one up. Just <laughs> on to the next one. No, I want you to make something out of that. So I would look at at addressing the line, whether that's leaving Rashawn Slater on the left and, and drafting a right tackle. You could probably do that in the second round. Or taking the left tackle, moving Rashawn Slater to the right, and now I have probably the best two bookends in the league. That's where I would go. Because this is not a great draft defensively. And free agency, I hate to tell you this, you're not going to be a player. Because you're going to struggle just to get under the the floor to be able to draft your rookies and the rookie pool and all those things. Right. Because with the Chargers, it's not just, wow, our, our roster is really top-heavy. They have four guys whose cap numbers are over $30 million next year. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. They have three more that are over 14, which is Corey Lindsley, Justin Herbert, and Derwin James. Do you see the problem in what I just said? What's that? How old's Khalil Mack? 31. 32. How old's Joey Bosa? 28. 28 going on 32. How old's Keenan Allen? 31 going on 32. How old's Mike Williams? 29 going on 32. Mm. Do you see the problem with this? Tom Telesco drafted well, and there are good players on this roster. The problem is that you're – Probably 70% of your cap's taken up at six guys. And it's going to be hard to get away from. 
I, I heard our guy, Travis, Trevor Sycama at a PFF, he did a fixing the Chargers. And that was his big problem. Was, oh, how many of these guys are going to be here by the time this team's good? All right, let's just say you think Jim Harbaugh fixes Justin Herbert. And I don't think that's an untoward thought. Mm-hmm. Does that not lend itself to getting the most out of Mike Williams, getting the most out of Quentin Johnston, getting the most out of Keenan Allen, get the most out of Austin Eckler. Yes. You add a running back because, well, running back's not a hard position to find a, a good player at. That, that, that's the, the Chicago first. Bears have three, and I think combined they make $2 million and they invested a fifth-round pick. Mm-hmm. Two fifth-round picks. Probably the first thing that happens is they just tell Austin Eckler to go find something. I don't, I don't know that you're right there. Really? That's a that's a position where I have a player, and it's a player that's not costing me crazy amounts of money. But it's going to, isn't it? Didn't he just sign a one year deal? A one year deal for for how much money? Wasn't it? Wasn't it like seven, eight, something like that? Oh, seven or eight million dollars. I declare, however, will we survive this? <laughs> Do I need to re-reference that Khalil Mack's making thirty eight and a half million dollars next year, and half of his sacks came in one game? That's where I start. I got to pick a lane. It's either Khalil Mack or it's Joey Bosa. I cannot pay $73 million to pass rushers. And this is going to sound crazy when I say it. I'm not sure it's Joey Bosa. He was not particularly good last year. Okay. I've, for t- for probably two years now, I've thought Bosa's more name than he is production. And it sounds crazy to say, I got to do something. But is that not injury related? Right when he injured most of the season last year? He's been injured most of the season two years in a row. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, do you think it's going to go away? Uh, Do people tend to get older and get healthier? I mean, other than you. You're the one person I've ever met. (laughs) 400 pounds at 20. 200 pounds at 40. Figure that out. Some guys just have bad luck, you know. Maybe he I mean, maybe he ran into a string of luck. bad luck for a couple of years, and now and now he's going to be back to you know all pro guy. Okay, I'm not sure that's a risk that I could take. Mm-hmm. But would you stick? But you would what? Get rid of him and stick with Mac. Mac is not on the ledger for as long if I if I recall correctly. Yeah, Mac's done after right. Mac's next year. Yeah, and it's and I mean I could make the argument he's been every bit as effective, if not more so than Bosa. So your idea would be just to recoup some capital, some draft I capital from trading Bosa? I think you could still Bosa. get something. I'm not going to say it's going to be high level. It would be one of those packages that you look at, kind of like when Khalil Mack got traded from the Raiders, where you look at it and go, that's all they got? It's still better than paying him. Still what, ended up getting. Seven, $68 million over the next two years? Still ended up getting, what, three draft picks out of that? Then they get a first and two twos or two something? Two twos of. Two twos of four and a five, if I remember correctly. Somebody correct me on that. If, as I, I remember, they did not get. They a did one. not get a one. No. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, they got two twos. Mm. That was supposed to be to the Jets, and that you know is still born in my head as, as, a, as a sad memory. Of course, they came from the came from the what the Chicago Bears, so they ended up being pretty high draft pick. Uh, and Curtis Davis said, I, I think that, and he's a resident Charger fan. He said, I think they keep Bosa and trade Mac, which. I'm not going to tell you that that's untoward. He's four years younger. He's only signed for an extra year. I just don't know that he's going to get much back. And that's the thing. I I almost feel like the Chargers for the first half of next year, you're going to have to learn to walk before you run. 
and there's going to be a regression in some of this talent. Somebody's not going to be here. And I'm just looking at the numbers going, there's only a couple of these guys that make any sense whatsoever. Because your problem is how you've played. Whether it was Kellen Moore, Brandon Staley, uh, any of the pieces they've had on this coaching staff, the Chargers for about five solid years now have felt like, well, we can't stop a nosebleed, but we can outscore you. That's not really a way to sustain yourself in this league. You have to be able to play dead in the Western on defense. And if you don't believe that, look at the four teams that are left. Oh, Detroit, does they're bad between the 20s. No, but they're real good inside the 20. And that's not hardball football. That's no. not a possibility in this scenario. Jim Harbaugh is not taking this job over, and he and he's going to live by the same philosophy of I oh, will just outscore people. You remember the San Francisco teams that he had? He came in and took over for Jim Tom Sula, and those teams just immediately went from four wins to go into the NFC Championship game. The defense flipped, and they were one of the best in the league for four years. That's not going to happen. No, I would say it's more likely that you see – you may see – it's going to be better next year than it was this past year just solely because this past year was awful. I mean, that team was terrible. I watched them beat the Jets, and all I could think about was, man, this is how bad we are because they're beating us like this. So you may ta- you may not take the step forward that you're thinking you will, uh, by the way, Tom Silver replaced Harbaugh, not the other way around. Oh, okay. But you give it a year. Because I'm not positive the Chargers are going to make the playoffs next year. I think you're looking at the year after. That's why you gave Harbaugh a five-year deal. You're you're trying to get the most out of, out of Justin Herbert. And I'll be honest with you, I give you your kudos for that. This is a franchise that has wasted so many high-end talents. And this is the way to get the most out of it. But it may not be beautiful to begin with. Mm-hmm. But I think this this first year, if you make the wild card, hey, more power to you. Then I think you've got four years of real prime time, where you've got one of the best coaches in the league, you've got one one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and then you build the roster out around him. Mm-hmm. I look at Herbert as a guy that will benefit from not having to throw as much as he does. That's a big one to me. Mm-hmm. Notorious B.I.G. asked if there's any path that uh, Jeff Ulbricht goes to the Chargers. No, he's ours, and you cannot have him. (laughs) Trying to vulture your guys. I'll see him next week. I'm looking forward to – I would would love to crush a beer with that feller. Mm -hmm. I don't know him personally, but I know enough of the Jets staff that I feel like I could at least enjoy a beverage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and by the way, just a footnote here, um, Jim Harbaugh, took over from Jim Tom Sula, who was the interim, and then they hired Jim Tom Sula to replace Jim Harbaugh. Oh, so we were both right. Yeah, we were both right. He was uh, the last coach before Harbaugh and the first coach after Harbaugh. Um, He officially replaced Mike Singletary. That's what I was thinking. Anyhow, you are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN. Ashley, it is a Threadbare Thursday. You got a topic you want us to talk about uh, throughout the program here or uh, before the end of the program, throw those into the YouTube comments. Just joining uh, the program here, some of you may be. Yes, uh, the Carolina Panthers apparently have a new head coach. It is not officially official, but it is reportedly 
all done except for the contract on the uh or the the signature on the contract yeah it's very rare that you get to this point it doesn't happen uh it's gonna be dave canales and and we will revisit that in the next hour as well Mm -hmm. dave canales the tampa bay buccaneers offensive coordinator apparently will be hired by carolina panthers to be their new head coach take a quick break and when we come back threadbare thursday we'll continue Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops hear that that's the sound of new digital instance from the north carolina education lottery now you can play right from your phone and win real cash prizes it may all sound new but winning oh yeah big money is as thrilling as ever register to play digital instance for a whole new way to win must be 18 to play. See prize and odds charts at nclottery.com slash digital dash instance for details. Problem gambling helpline 877-718-5543. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or ClarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pregaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. We're back on ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and it is a threadbare Thursday. Throw your topic ideas, questions, and the like into the YouTube comments, and uh, you can have uh, you know us address it just like this. Joshua Brooks says, Trent Balky had a presser today and basically blamed the offensive scheme in Jacksonville for why the Jags are so were so bad and threw the coaches under the bus. What do you think about that? I'm not shocked because it's Trent Baalke. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, Trent Baalke and Harbaugh were the reason Jim Harbaugh wound up at Michigan. And I feel like that's the one thing I will caution Charger fans of. I've read this book before, and it hasn't always gone well because there are times you get guys that have something go sideways like it did in San Francisco, and they almost try to prove they can do it themselves. I don't think that's going to happen with Harbaugh, but I do think it's happening with Baalke. 
And it's, I, I blame him for a lot of what has transpired there. You got a generational quarterback that you fell into. And you have not done the, the, the necessary things to put pieces around him. So, I, I mean, I, it's a Trent Baalke problem to me. Jacksonville is a really interesting team moving forward. But I'm not surprised. No, Balky's, This is who he is. Balky's always been a problem. And we said this when Doug Peterson got the job there, was that maybe, maybe this will be Trent Balky stepping back and giving somebody else the reins here. And Trent maybe... Balky to me is a lot like he's the socialism of the NFL. I've always said the problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money to spend. Mm. Uh, Trent Balky, the problem with him is eventually you run out of other people to blame because you're the common thread here. Weird. Every team he's ever been associated with has achieved better things than we expected. And the more responsibility he had, the worse it got. Hmm. I'm sure it's just a coincidence, though. This is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Coming up next, Tar Heel Time. This is your Exergen Temporal Scanner weather forecast on ESPN Asheville. All right, kicking around some showers this afternoon. I don't think the coverage as great as it was earlier. A few showers, maybe a late-day thunderstorm, very mild, 65. Maybe there's a window to get outside and enjoy the mild weather. A very warm night tonight in the mid-50s with a few showers, possibly a thunder shower. And the fog's back for Friday morning with a few showers, maybe a thunderstorm in the afternoon, 66. Saturday, showers near 60. Sunday, a little cooler, chance of showers, 55. From the Weather Channel, I'm Ray Stajic. The pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. Back of the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. My, my, my open disappeared on my button. Live radio, ladies and gentlemen, and it is uh, 1 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. It's Tar Heel time with the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, Jones Angel. And Jones, keep climbing those, uh, climbing the poles up to number three now. Yeah, Tank, uh, Tar Heels playing well. And uh, I think, uh, I guess those new polls came out before they played Wake Forest on on Monday and uh, certainly put together an impressive performance uh, against, I think, a really good Wake Forest team in Chapel Hill. R.J. Davis pouring in 36 and Carolina's defense uh, really clamping down on the Deeks. And and that, to me, Tank, and we've talked about it some over the last few weeks, but but for Carolina, uh, the difference has been the improved defense, uh, the improved rebounding, and them continuing to get to the free throw line and being really effective there. And I know those aren't real exciting things necessarily, but I think Carolina has the ability to score. I mean, uh, R.J. Davis can really score. Armando Baycott is a consistent scorer. Harrison Ingram and Cormac Ryan and Jalen Withers and Elliot Cadeau, you know, you've seen all these guys have have moments of, of really being able to aid Carolina's offensive ability. And, um, so that that's not not that it's going to be great every game, and Carolina's going to shoot a high percentage every game, or but but that is pretty consistent. I feel like for Carolina, uh, the the other things are what I think has taken Carolina to a, a higher level here as of late is that defense, the rebounding, and continuing to get to the free throw line, which 
it probably goes hand in hand with the first part that I talked about because the Heels have been really good at that all year long, really. They've shot more free throws than any team in the ACC, and they've made free throws. I think they're in the top ten nationally as far as made free throws um, in total so far this year. So um, those things continue to be there for Carolina, and you've seen Carolina continue to have success against different teams in different places playing uh, each game playing out a little differently as far as the style of how the game plays out. And um, also I'll say, Tank, the, the last thing is you, you also saw how good Carolina can be in transition because I thought they were excellent in that regard um, in the second half of that game against Wake Forest. They, they really got out and ran and uh, made Wake pay in, in transition. So a uh, terrific game on Monday night. It's been a great year to this point for the Heels. Still a long way to go, and uh, they've got a couple tough road games upcoming at Florida State and at Georgia Tech here in the next few days. Now we'll get into uh, Florida State in just a second. I want to talk about R.J. Davis, though. He had the career high, well, 36 the other night against Wake Forest. He is getting a lot of buzz and a lot of coverage from the talking heads around the country as the best guard in college basketball. Uh, your thoughts on how we've seen him take over the leadership role here and 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 be one of the best guards in the country? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just a testament to what you used to see a lot more in college athletics, and that's somebody who is maturing through his time in college. And so um, both on and off the court. I mean, R.J. Davis is a senior now. He's played a lot of basketball. You know, he was a, a part-time starter his freshman year and has been a full-time starter the last three seasons for Carolina. And he's always been a very good player, but I certainly think he has taken a step forward to uh, really, I, I think, the front runner, at least at this point, for the ACC Player of the Year. I think he'd be in the discussion for some All-America teams for sure at, at this point. Um, and you've seen it both on the court where he is, um, his game has grown. And I think you really saw that on uh, Monday night. You know, how many of those, he hit four three-pointers and made four free throws in that game. Um, And that's not insignificant. That's 16 points between those two. But the other 20 points came on two-point shots. And whether that was finishing better at the rim, which I think was hard for him early in his career, he is a smaller guard, uh, or whether it is a pull-up mid-range jump shot, which he's long been good at, or it's that little mid-range floater, which you know Hubert Davis has talked a lot about, um, that he feels like guards have to have now in basketball, and particularly guards who aren't big, and R.J. Davis is not big, um, that they have to have that ability to hit that little runner, that little floater, um, to get it over uh, bigger guys when they get into the paint. And so his game has grown in that way. He, he's able to score more efficiently in different ways. He's he's the best free throw shooter in the ACC percentage-wise. He's above 40% from three-point range, and he has these different ways to score from two-point range that that's pretty hard to stop um and we've talked about before tank that he is a unique player in that you can give him the ball and say go get a basket and he can do it or he can be playing off the ball and run some action and come off a screen and he's a great catch and shoot shooter as well and so um he he really has the full complement offensively and that's been cultivated over four years of high-level play at a, at 
Carolina. And so he, he's a senior that looks like a senior, that, that's playing like somebody who's gotten better, that came in with talent, but has gotten better through his time in Chapel Hill. And then you had the other stuff. You know, he's so much better defensively. Um, yeah, how many times over the last couple of years, because, again, he is a smaller guard, have players tried to post him up? They still try, but he is so much better at, at fighting through that and not allowing either the pass to, to come, and then eventually Carolina is able to switch off to a more natural matchup, or he fights and pokes it away or makes it a challenge on the shot. He, he's improved dramatically in that area. He's uh, always been a good distributor, but I think he's continued um, to do that. He's Carolina's second leading assist man behind Elliot Cadeau. Um, and he's just a, a stronger leader. He's more vocal. Again, all things that I think you would expect from a high-level player who has played as much as he has and has cultivated his game. And so it's really fun to watch. I, I think, again, he'd be ACC Player of the Year if you voted right now. Um, and he, he is going to be in the mix, consider, or assuming that he continues to play close to this level, he, he's going to be in the mix on the national level as well. Now the Tar Heels, number three in the country, 16-3 and three on the year, 8-0 and oh start here in ACC play, and the season continues Saturday afternoon right here on ESPN Asheville. You will hear uh, Jones and the rest of the crew on the call for the Florida State Seminoles. This is in Tallahassee, and that is a very, very tough place to play. Yeah, and Florida State's good. I, I mean, that we could have a longer conversation, Tank, about the ACC and kind of the national perception of it. And um, I, I do think the league has a little bit of a, a PR problem right now because when you have, and we may have talked about this last week, because when we you did. have, let's say, you know, UCF beat Kansas, everybody talks about how deep the Big 12 is, but when you have, you know, Louisville challenge Duke, or you have Georgia Tech beat Duke, or you have, you know, pick whoever, you know, a, a team in the bottom part of the league a challenge or beat a team on the top part of the league, then you talk about how bad the league is. You know, Florida State's a, a really good team, and a couple things about the Seminoles. One, Carolina won the first game against Florida State, but Florida State led by 14 in the second half, and, and that wasn't by mistake. They, they shot the ball really well. Um, they're very good defensively. They have so much length and athleticism that, as Leonard Hamilton's teams traditionally do, um, and, and that is a challenge for anyone. Um, they have a couple players available that didn't play in that first game. And Cam Corrin, who's a, a really good big guy, I believe he was injured uh, earlier in the season. And then Primo Spears, who was sitting out because he was a two-time transfer. But, of course, now the NCAA has been forced to waive any challenges to two-time transfers. And so uh, there you go, Primo Spears, who had been at Duquesne, and then Georgetown, all of a sudden he's eligible and he's played in the last 11 games. And he's given FSU a, a ball handler, which they – that was a problem for them in the game in the Smith Center. Um, they didn't have a true point guard out there. Um, he's given them somebody to fill that role who can also score and, and provides even more athleticism and explosion in the backcourt. So um, you've got that aspect to it. Um, they're hard to beat at home. Carolina's won last year in Tallahassee, but Florida State had won three consecutive times at home against the Tar Heels before that Carolina win. And, you know, in total, they're playing good basketball. They've won six of their last seven, and uh, that includes a 16-point win against a, a solid Syracuse team in the Dome earlier this week. So um, this is a big challenge for Carolina. I think a problem, if you will, that Carolina is going to face 
not just this weekend, but the rest of the year, is what we just talked about, is that there are a lot of these ACC teams that need marquee wins, whether it's Virginia or State or um, Florida State or Miami or Clemson. You've got this big group of teams that's either on the bubble or close to the bubble or hanging on in these projected fields, and they need quality wins. And just because of the way the net is set up, yeah, unless you're playing Carolina or Duke or, to a lesser extent, Clemson, um, it's hard to pick up real high-quality wins right now as far as the metrics are concerned. And so Carolina's got to be ready for every team that it plays knows that, hey, that's an opportunity uh, for a really important not just win on the court, but sadly what's becoming more important in college basketball, like a computer win if you can get that victory. And so um, Carolina's got to be ready for everybody's best shot, which the Tar Heels are used to, they but I think that, that's even heightened uh, with, with the current climate. Well, the Tar Heels keep on climbing. They will continue to do so as long as they can keep rolling off wins. As I said, uh, 8-0 in conference play. And this team just seems to be able to find ways to win. And that's what makes champions. And that's where where the sights are turned right now. Well, and I think you saw that in these last couple games. Like, Carolina won those games in different ways. You know, like the Boston College game this past weekend – was ugly, right? I mean, neither team shot well. Uh, there were more than 40 fouls called, more than 50 free throws attempted in the game, um, and Carolina found a way to win that game and, and just kind of get a gritty type of win where they needed some big stops and uh, hit a couple big buckets. And that game was relatively close, you know, four-point game or something with five or six minutes left, and then it was the Tar Heels that, that made the plays down the stretch and found a way to do it. And then you had a, a much prettier game, at least as far as the second half was concerned, against Wake, where you know the Heels are shooting 61% from the floor and running up and down the court, and R.J. Davis is raining in shots from everywhere, and they're getting big stops, and um, it, you can win that way too. And so I, I do think that's been an impressive part about this Tar Heel team, is it doesn't just have to go this one way for Carolina to win. The Heels have found different ways to win pretty consistently um, throughout the year, and that that will be a benefit for them, not just as they go through conference play, but as they get into the NCAA tournament, to be able to manage different styles um, and play in different types of games and still be successful. And Tank, I mean... One crazy thing to me is, I mean, so Carolina's played eight games in in the league. You know, they've led every single game that they've played in conference play. At some point, they've led by 10 or more points. And they've won seven of those eight games by 10 or more points. The only one they didn't was Florida State, and they won by eight. So they aren't just winning these games. Carolina is is putting some distance um, between itself and the opposition in these contests. And they can do that in a larger sense this weekend. If Carolina wins that game on Saturday, that means every team in the league will have three or more conference losses, except Duke, who has two, and in this scenario, Carolina, who would be at zero. So they can put some real separation between themselves as far as the standings as well um, by knocking off a team that, that is challenging them at the top, and that being Florida State. All right, again, that game will tip off at 2 o'clock on Saturday, and we'll have the coverage here on ESPN Asheville. I want to switch your brain off for a second over to football 
because we haven't talked about this yet. The defensive coordinator has been hired to replace yep. Gene Chizik. Jeff Collins, ladies and gentlemen, Western Carolina grad himself and former Georgia Tech head coach Jeff Collins, and of course returning to Chapel Hill because he was uh, he he was there before, right? Uh, well, as an opposing coach, he was here before. He'd never been a part of the staff and uh, Carolina before. Oh, I um, thought I saw that he had been an assistant at some point. No. no, but so he was an assistant at Western Carolina after he played there, um, and of course then went on to be defensive coordinator at Mississippi State, defensive coordinator at uh, Florida, uh, head coach at Temple, then head coach at Georgia Tech. Um, and as so often with hires like this, Tank, I, I think you see almost a 180-degree difference from from the person you were replacing to the person that is hired, not in the sense that Gene Chizik was – somehow a bad coach because obviously that is not the case it it didn't work um the way that the Tariels nor coach Chizik wanted it to but I I just mean from the personality standpoint like Gene Chizik was very almost professorial and um uh, to me you know very uh thoughtful very measured um and real uh very studious I guess I, I don't know if that's quite the right word where Jeff Collins comes in, and that's not to suggest Jeff Collins isn't a student of the game or know the game, because obviously he does. But it's the it, what strikes you with him is his energy, um, just the atmosphere that kind of follows him around. He, he is contagious to be around. Um, he really does just lift the feeling in the room. Uh, so much energy um, and so po- like like ruthlessly positive, um, and, and I think that is in in the limited time that I've gotten to know him. And I did, you know, we had a, sit- a long sit down with him about a week and a half ago that we ran on our podcast earlier this week, um, and really enjoyed talking with him. I mean, he's just easy to be around, if that makes sense. He's just a really fun person to be around, and um, I was impressed in talking to him both on and off the air kind of about his approach, about his already his understanding of some of the things that he didn't think went well for the Tar Heels, some things that he did think went well um, defensively and how to grow those and improve on the other areas. Um, and so uh, he has an impressive resume as a defensive coordinator, um, and he's coming in with, with a whole lot of energy, which I think the Tar Heels need an infusion of um, on that defensive side. And so uh, really excited to see what he's going to be able to do. He does have roots in this state, as we reference and you reference with his time at Western Carolina. Um, And I think, too, uh, being a head coach before, he understands that dynamic and the the challenges that Mac Brown will have as the head coach. And and so he just he gets all of that because he's lived it. And so um, it's an exciting hire, I think, for the Tar Heels. But it's also a really important hire. I mean, this is the third defensive coordinator in six years since Mac Brown came back. And so – got to get this right and, and and Carolina will need its defense um to be more impactful because of the the quarterback situation you don't have Sam Howell or Drake May anymore and that's not to say that you know A&M transfer Max Johnson or Connor Harrell or whoever Tad Hudson the talented freshman who redshirted this past year you know whoever the quarterback is that doesn't mean they're not going to be good but but you knew what you had in Sam Howell and Drake May and so yeah Carolina's defense is going to have to play larger roles uh, moving forward because you don't have that quarterback to fall back on. 
Tar Heel time with Jones Angel, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels. You can hear him right here on ESPN Asheville throughout football and basketball season. Jones, it's always a pleasure, brother. Thanks, Tank, and uh, look forward to talking with you soon. Absolutely. We'll touch base with you next week, hopefully talking about more Tar Heel wins. Saturday afternoon, North Carolina, Florida State, right here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, Coverage starts at 1 o'clock, tip-off at 2. We'll be right back here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828 828- 774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. It is ESPN Asheville. We're back at the Sportsocracy. End of the regular season. And want to talk about awards in the NFL. The NFL honors finalists lists have come out. Uh, we have our finalists for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. Which one would you like to start with? Because I want to play a fun little game of how many can you name before you get one wrong. Okay. Let's start at the top. Okay. With the MVP. Okay. Okay. You got Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Wrong. Really? He didn't even make the list. Nope. Wow. No. Christian McCaffrey's on it. That is. Well, you've already lost that one. So you only get you only get one of five possible mm-hmm. points there, which means Tank is well on his way oh, to geez. a respectable thirty-two <laughs> percent. Uh, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. <laughs> Lamar Jackson by a billion. Mm-hmm. You knew they were going to be on the list. I, I don't know I'm, why you're shocked. Because it's dumb. Because it's dumb. <laughs> uh, Pat Mahomes it's isn't on the list. Anything other than Lamar. Pat Mahomes isn't on the list of MVPs when he didn't have a player that could catch a damn football. But Brock Purdy shows up because, well, he didn't run it off a bridge, did he? Yep. Ugh. Offensive fair. player of the year. That's uh, Christian. 
Tyreek. They would put Lamar on there. Dak. Only one left. One left. I'm Showing nicely here. Go with uh, Patrick Mahomes. No. Oh. CeeDee Lamb. Wasn't even thinking another wide receiver should have. CeeDee Lamb. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I got four out of five on that one. Yep. Uh, comeback player of the year. Oh, Damar Hamlin. Baker Mayfield. End of message, repeat the line. I, oh, come on. <laughs> There's two more that are super obvious. They've been up here all Joe year Joe Falco. Russell Wilson? No. No. Two attack of Iloa. Uh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, shoot. And who should win that award? Any of the quarterbacks. Damar Hamlin, comeback player of the year for a failed punt. Okay. Uh, guess we're not calling it a football award. He's, oh, he's got the ultimate I, trump card. I, I, you're not wrong. Okay. I'm just. Every and, time somebody says that to me, I keep going, he died. And that, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. Comeback player of the year. He did come back. Yes. But then we get into player of the year where that kind of falls apart. <laughs> the make him a finalist bring him to the banquet that's yeah. just fine yeah you can even bring him on stage give him a standing ovation and then he can clap nicely for joe flacco which is how that should go it's baker you mayfield. call me a jerk i don't care it's baker mayfield if it's not him uh joe flacco's the right call and it's really not all that close really to no really the guy joe flacco six games? Went, don't care Joe Flacco went from uh, on his couch playing Mario Kart to leading the team to the playoffs. Yeah, he's the right call. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield came back from being awful to just being awfully overrated. Congratulations. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. One of these is hilarious. The fact that they typed this name on the sheet and went, send it. Shesky's. Miles Garrett. Micah Parsons, uh, T.J. Watt. Mm. Man, you're doing better at this than I thought, especially when you just cratered on MVP. <laughs> I, well, I thought there was no way five players in this league would get listed before Patrick Mahomes. I Sorry. agree. I agree. I thought that was a safe assumption. Anyway. That Brock Purdy was the safe assumption. <laughs> we got to put him on the list. He was Mr. Irrelevant. I was going to get there. Here's the th sacred time. He still is. See what I did there? Uh, other defensive players of the year. Uh, Deron Bland. That's the one that's so funny. Oh, no. You mean the guy that got tortured by by the Dallas Cowboys? Trayvon Diggs. And the Seattle Seahawks? Trayvon Diggs all over again. Yeah. As long as you have the interceptions, they're going to put you on the list. Deron Bland does have the possibility of being the first player ever to be crowned NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And Green Bay Packer Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> Congratulations. So I got one more. Who's the last one? Roquan? Nope. Oh. Max Crosby. Mm. Makes all the sense in the world. Raider. Of course, Raider <laughs> hater didn't, uh, didn't, didn't. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I just, it's funny. That the it's the final one is the one where I think you could easily say a name off the jump that's not on this list. Okay. Coach of the Year. Ooh. I warn you, 
you better go safe. Okay, D'Amico Ryan. That was safe. John Harbaugh. That was safe. Kyle Shanahan. I I don't understand that one in the freaking least. They're the number one seed in the, in the NFC. I, I get that. Bill Belichick was the number one seed in the AFC for, I don't know, 15 of 19 years. He won two Coach of the Year. I was going to say, he was always on the list, though. They didn't do a list. Oh. They would release the voting on the backside, and he very often finished fifth. Yeah. Well, because you can't give it to some guy every year. that's dumb. Kyle Shanahan did a lot with a lot. There are a couple names left off this list that are a joke. (laughs) Uh, Did Antonio Pierce make the list? He did not. I I would not have blamed them for putting him on the list. He should have been a finalist. Uh, Dan Campbell was the really easy one that you missed. Uh, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. Anybody want show of hands? Somebody want to explain to me how Shane Steichen's not on this list? Kyle Shanahan, who's got the best roster in the freaking league, and you left off Kyle Shanahan, who had me playing quarterback. Yeah, I think you boo boo it that just a, just a little bit, just a little bit. Okay. I saw that list and immediately went, "Wait a minute, there's somebody not here that doesn't make a lot of sense." I had to go to the the team page, and as soon as I saw the Colts logo, I went. Are you on drugs? I probably would have voted for Shane Steichen second. Dan Campbell's got a lot of talent. I get it. It's the Lions. He's going to win it. We all know he's going to win it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, it'll be D'Amico Ryans. I get it. Steichen should easily have been three. Yeah, I think it's. I think it should be uh, D'Amico Ryans to win that, but can't go wrong either way. I, I wouldn't hate it if they split it. Hey, Dan Campbell, yours is a several-year award where you took a dumpster fire and took him, I hope, to the Super Bowl. D'Amico, you had to, we had to give you uh, – right. I think we should rename this for you. All right. Uh, other awards? We're going to do the rest of them? Uh, those are the only ones I have. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, you are in the sportsocracy. Good time for us to uh, take a break here. It is a Threadbare Thursday, so you got a topic you want us to talk about, throw it into the chat. Um They've apparently been going hot and heavy back and forth in the chat on the Baltimore-Kansas City game, so I feel like that's where maybe we should pick up when we come back. Uh, d- does that mean I can go on a ra- Oh, wait, my name's on the door. <laughs> I ask forgiveness, not permission. It is the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and Mountain graphicsavl.com your one-stop custom apparel shops running a small business is no small task at home trust bank we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring your dreams are our business and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy. It's time to get weird. I'm going to go to Illinois for today's story. I feel like I've done 18 Florida stories in a row. And as much as I do, that's because Florida's the drunk brother-in-law of the United States. As much as I do love stories out of Polk County, Florida, I'm getting kind of sick and tired of it. This one comes to us from Edwardsville, Illinois, Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, S I U E. Real quick, uh, can you tell me the mascot of where? S-I-U-E, Southern Illinois University, Evansville. This is one of those oh. deep divey college ones. Oh, I don't know. What if I told you that it's a it's a logo that looks like a beaver, but it's not a beaver? Is it does a platypus? That narrow, does that narrow it down for you? <laughs> is that a platypus? <laughs> Are they the platypi? No. Are they the platypuses? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down that path again. <laughs> Uh, no, it's the Cougars. It's the Cougars, but that logo is so stupid looking. It's just, it's it's strange. Google it. You'll see what I'm talking about. It looks like a beaver instead of some S-I-U- kind of a cat that I should fear. You said S-I-U Evansville? Yes, it's uh, S-I-U-E. It is a terrible, terrible I never, logo. I will never understand how people end up going to schools like that. <laughs> well, there are three maybe it's others because they can do stuff like this. There are three others in the Southern Indiana class that start with E's. There's Evansville, Edwardsville, and uh, Edward Scissorhands. I don't know. It went off my screen. A former chemistry graduate student is in trouble. Yeah? You see what I'm saying? It doesn't look like a beaver. It looks <laughs> like a mullet dog. A mullet dog. What the? What is that? <laughs> it's supposed to be a cougar. I... Um, I don't know what the dude version of a cougar is, but that could be the dude version of a cougar. Absolutely. Because that looks like a middle-aged man with a whole mess of money that likes girls that are way younger than him. (laughs) What are you looking at? You said the Southern... I'm looking at a logo that looks like... Is that the one you're looking at? That's not the one. That's... Okay. I got a mullet dog. I'll put it up on the stream. Please I don't know do. how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to find a way. <laughs> Please do, because I want to know what the heck you're looking at. <laughs> I want to I want to go finish my degree at Mullet Dog University. You keep talking. I'll throw it up on the screen. I promise you, you'll <laughs> see what I'm talking about. All right, so the story anyway from SIUE is that this former chemistry graduate student is now facing charges. Madison County Court Records, this is in Illinois, not in North Carolina, uh, says that an SIUE professor noticed that something was suspicious in the Science West building this past Thanksgiving break. Spectrometer testing revealing that there were the alleged byproducts present of meth making. The graduate student used Thanksgiving break to start a meth lab at the university in their science building. 
that, my friends, is a bold strategy. Yikes. He's facing a lot of time. Okay, do you have our stream pulled up on, on YouTube right now? Uh, yes. I, it says I Southern do. Illinois versus Evansville, which is, which is what you told me, SIU Evansville. I typed that in. That is the fifth picture that came up, and you tell me that's not a mullet dog. That That's, that's the, a mullet dog. That's Southern Illinois. That's the so, that's the regular Southern Illinois. This is Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Uh, okay, that's not Southern Illinois' logo. Yeah, the Salukis. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, that, that's not it. No, really. That is that that right there is a gym teacher who got divorced, <laughs> got a settlement, and is here to party. No, in dog form. No, that's exactly what that is. No dog. No dog. That's one of them greyhound uh, racing dogs that got loose in Florida, and he's been hanging out in Jacksonville with Cooter Brown. <laughs> that's Billy Ray Pyrenees right there. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what story I was going to tell you. got me so off the rails on whatever that thing is. <laughs> we got a mullet dog and a beaver cat. <laughs> Illinois, get your mascots in order. I'm gonna, you know what? You know what you should replace that with? The platypuses. My story's about seasonal jobs because right now, there is an industry that has 19,000 jobs up, according to Forbes, and they're really struggling to fill them mm-hmm. when you hear seasonal jobs what do you think of uh like a lifeguard lifeguard is a great one not mm-hmm. many people swimming in the ocean when it's 14 degrees outside exactly. that's a good one what else exactly. you got um i'm a i don't know um ski resort attendant oh, that's a good one that's a good one ski resort so it makes a lot of sense yeah. leaf collector democratic lie pusher sorry i i that has no season you're right yeah but they only show up at polls one day a year so there you go uh did you did you where did chipotle fall in that list of that's not a seasonal job well according to them it is because we're coming up on burrito season oh according to chipotle march through may starts burrito season have you ever just i don't know stepped outside and just taken a deep breath and gone ah that's burrito weather right there <laughs> breathe it in man i didn't know springtime was the time for burritos i would and i'll be honest with you if you had told me there was a burrito season i would not have chosen any time that's warm outside because you talk about something that if you do it right will break you out into a full-on meat sweat and you need it to be nice and chilly outside it's a chipotle burrito okay also don't want anything that leads to you getting in a pool if you know, you know. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That would make it a seasonal job. No doubt. <laughs> South Park did a bit about this one time. Chipotle's great, except for blank. If you know, you know. If you don't know. Although that makes perfect sense Google for burrito it. season, right? Or right before the pool's open. I, 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 for maybe Memorial that's Day. it. So, I don't know. Can't do anything where you got to put on a Speedo. Burrito season. That's a new one. We need to mark that on the calendar. What was it, March to May? Uh, yes. Nice. I mean, look, every time is a good time for burrito time. You know what else I learned yesterday? Every day is a good day for sandwich season, too. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the keto thing, and uh, I'm not going to lie. I came home after the UNCA game. I forgot to stop and get food. 
And Amy, anytime I'm gone, she chooses that of, I'm going to eat gross things you don't like. I believe lamb was last night's choice. I got home and I just saw a loaf of bread and went, it's sandwich season. And I built the most glorious sandwich you'll ever see in your life. Mm-hmm. With, uh, was it bread and butter? Sweet bread, bread and butter, butter pickles? pickles? Yeah. Oh, I got them by accident. I've, I don't think I've ever bought a jar of them in my life. People, I'm, I'm here to tell you, this is a, this is a public service message. There are two kinds of pickles in this world. There are Clawson pickles, and there are wrong pickles. They're just the best. Hmm. Doesn't matter what kind they are. Spears, chips, sandwich slices. Has to be that brand. Yes. Okay. Because everything else is crap. Hmm. And you can get them at your local Ingle supermarket. Low prices. Love the savings. <laughs> I prefer the Vlasics myself, but hey, to each his own. Your taste buds are broken. <laughs> Clawson the, the, and wrong. The Mount Olive spicy bread and butters, awesome. Is that the one in the green jar that if you accidentally hit it with a butter knife to try to open it, it will dice your hand into 43 pieces? Well, I mean, you're not supposed to hit it with things because it is glass. And if you hit that with a hard object, it could break. So I wouldn't suggest you do that. But I guess, yeah, then maybe sounds like a... Sounds like a personal problem. Adam Black said Moe's is better than Chipotle, then said Neo Burrito is better than both of them. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, maybe in your order, they're all awesome. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of, of burrito food. Just, it's all good. Of course. Anybody ever handed you a burrito and you went, oh, this is crap. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it was small. Like like the value menu one from from Taco Bell years ago before they got actual wraps that fit them. Still awesome. And it came in like it, it came with the two big bun. It was kind of like a dog bone. It came with the two big bundles of bread at the end of it because the the shell was too big for the stuff that they put in it. Not a fan of that, but you can't go wrong with Mexican food. It's all the same ingredients. Throw it in a bowl. Throw it in a wrap. Throw it in a salad. I don't care. Taco Bell's been doing it forever, and guess what? It's just as awesome today as it was yesterday. Put it in my It'll face. be more awesome tomorrow. Yes. Uh, so while I was talking to Jones Angel at the top of the hour, the chat got real lively talking about the Kansas City-Baltimore game. Were you able to follow this conversation, Jeremy? Uh, a little bit. Uh, and, and you know what? It, 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 it sounded really familiar. And then as I was thinking this sounded really familiar, I saw why it sounded familiar catch some friendly fire. The Kansas City Chiefs have become the modern era New England Patriots. You have won so many years in a row, six AFC Championship games in a row, you have officially jumped the shark into every other fan base hates you. And let me give you a couple examples, or a couple reasons why. One, and I can't say this clearly enough, is Taylor Swift. Two is Patrick Mahomes. Not because he's unlikable, because he's freaking everywhere. Can we do a commercial that runs during football season that doesn't have him in it? And if I hear that stupid Mahomes motto one more freaking time, please tell me you have something different for the Super Bowl because that commercial has almost led to my television getting a bullet hole in it about six times. No, they only have two commercials. They have that one. And then they have the one where they say seven words and then bundle them and everybody freaks out. That one gets on my nerves way more than the Travis Kelsey. There's only one of those commercials that should ever air, and it's the Andy Reid, 
Let's talk oh. about them nuggets. Oh, yeah. You show that one for the rest of the time. You know why? Because I like Andy Reid. Explain it with the nuggies. Let's do it again with those nuggies. And he does the little finger walk across the table, which is so Andy Reid. No doubt. Uh, but that's that's where you're at. Uh, you remember how bad Kansas City fans that you hated New England? You're New England now. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. This is the way it goes. Six straight mm-hmm. AFC championship games puts you in the crosshairs of everybody. No, but, no doubt. Because we're tired of seeing you. And you know why? Because you make us feel bad about our teams. Because you were us, and you got out of that tier, and now you're stealing our wills to watch football every single year. Sorry, that's the price of being good. So yes, you do catch strays from every fan base, and it's going to continue to happen. Mm -hmm. You get the benefit of the doubt, and that is the thing that drives everybody crazy. Every Baltimore fan that is listening to anything this week the all the run-up to the AFC championship game sure the Baltimore Ravens have been dominant this year but we all believe in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes it gets real tiring uh we have a super chat yeah it's from Stephen Tao uh and, and he's he's opining for a daily draft idea uh he said Gatorade flavors for Roughly the 400th time. (laughs) Bro, it's white, blue, and light purple. End of message, repeat the line. And in a pinch, if you're real thirsty, that lemon lime slaps too. But that's the only one that I know the name of the flavor. Orange. Last. Dead last. Orange is good. Orange never is the flavor that I want in anything. Why? The only time I want orange to be a solution to anything is, hey, what fruit would you like me to hand you so you can throw it at that person right there? Because the orange is a perfect throwing fruit. Okay. The rest of his super chat was, if the NCAA had a Hall of Fame for football, who are some first ballot Hall of Famers? Well, here's where that idea falls apart. They do have they a Hall have of Fame. One. And they add like 2011 people to it every single year. Mm-hmm. I think, I I think... They're actually looking at adding, uh, I was trying to think of the most myopic person I could possibly think of. The, 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 the redheaded, uh, mullet kid from Florida state that runs out and gets the football. I think he's getting inducted to it this year. <laughs> Did they put everybody in the hall of fame? They're almost to the point of we're out of players to put in this thing. So we're going to start inducting fans. Right. I'm just looking. Uh, this year was a big class. Every year's a big them. class. Wow. Are you talking about in terms no, of No, I'm people? saying in, ter- in terms of players. Reggie, well, you- Reggie Bush was in this class. Dwight Freeney. Yeah, see, that's what happens when you don't have a Hall of Fame and then you open one in 2012, I think is when that started. And you've got a billion people to get in because you should have done this long ago. Mm-hmm. This is the sportsocracy. This is going to be the weirdest segment to bid out in the history of time. I don't even know how to describe it. Mm-mm. Mullet dog, by pure unabashed hatred of Taylor Mullet Swift. dog and beaver cat. I think that's the way to do this. I feel like that's what we should rename this show to. <laughs> Mullet dog and beaver cat. <laughs> Coming at you. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll, get, I'll give you one guess who beaver cat is. There are no less than 43 jokes that I am under no circumstances allowed to tell on FCC radio. <laughs> And they all, in, oh boy, they, I'm going to give you the pieces. You put it together. Tank, 
the beaver cat, and the fighting platypuses. Uh, you do what you want to with that. You you do it. You know. It's ESPN Asheville. We'll be right back. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pregaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. We're back in the Sportsocracy. It's ESPN Asheville. As we head toward the weekend, Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, San Francisco 49ers, and the Detroit Lions in the NFC Championship game. It's going to be two great games. Are you expecting a blowout this weekend? No, in either game. Uh, and and we should probably adjudicate this because I think it's been asked 10 times in the chat. What are we doing? Uh, are we live streaming the uh, the championship games? Ah. There is a, I mean, there's a possibility of that. There's also a great big problem with that. I am leaving super early on Monday morning. So, I do it if there's an interest in it. I, I, you know me. I'm always willing to tag along whenever the whenever the uh, the house calls. So, so says Beaver Cat. So says Beaver Cat. That's right. God, I never thought anybody'd beat Garden Gnome. You've been you <laughs> you've added some fun nicknames this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so let's see. Senior bowl red, uh, red seas asking when is that? That's next weekend. That's next Saturday. So Jeremy will be in mobile. Starting- you're going to see a lot of my hotel room, uh, which is cool. Cause we're staying way up high. Mm-hmm. If you really, if you ever really want to understand where Jeremy came from, my father's going with me. He's my photographer. If, if, if you hadn't heard that over the last week or two a lot of you are probably going we have a bunch <laughs> sorry i'm excited mullet and mullet senior taking your trip to go see jeff Ulbrich. so we were trying to figure out exactly where we were going to stay and i i sent him a, a slew of choices 
You want to take a stab at what his first question was? Uh, is it close to the airport? No. <laughs> Didn't care about any of that. <laughs> what was the first question? Uh, which one has a bar in it? <laughs> yeah. That's how I became out who I am, and I'm proud of it. Well, that, that acorn didn't fall far from the so, tree. So, uh, we found one that has three. Let's go. <laughs> you just could go clubbing in the in the hotel. No doubt. It's going to be me and Jeff Ulbrich just crushing domestic lights all week if, with Mullet Sr., and I can't wait. If Jay Gruden invites you to a uh, private party, I don't know that. If I Jay Gruden invites me to a private party, it's going to be at South Alabama, and I'm going to ask the, are you sure you're old enough to drink that? Oh, way too many times. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, this is the Sportocracy. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are upon the top of the hour here, going into the final hour of the Threadbare Thursday program. You got a topic that you want talked about, throw it out in the YouTube chat. When we return, it'll be time for the Daily Draft. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. 1400, the sportsocracy is heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You want to be in on uh, the YouTube video each and every day because then you get to see these sick moves. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Don't do the under. Don't do that weird underbite thing. That's how you know it's good. That's how you know he's into it. He bites that lower lip. All right, Uh, what's the breaking news, Jeremy? Oh, the breaking news is you're the grossest human being I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. Uh, It's from Wilson Alexander, who works for NOLA.com. Former LSU and current New England Patriots wide receiver Kayshawn Booty was arrested today. Oh. He allegedly placed more than 8,900 bets while underage with a fake account. Some of this occurred during the 2022 season, his last at LSU. Whoa. So. This was retweeted by Ian Rappaport, by the way. Wow. The NFL is aware of it and has no further comment. Hmm. 8,900 I am a professional gambler. I'm not sure I've placed 8,900 bets in my life. It's a lot of money for a college kid to be throwing around, ain't it? There it is. (laughs) That's where the confusing part came in to me. Something about that just doesn't smell right. These guys have money. They've had money. Either they either they called you Baton Rouge Billy or uh, that money was coming from someplace that I'm going to need you to explain to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, it's going to be a big legal matter, right? Sure. That's I, I don't really know what to do with that. If I was being 100 percent honest with you, well, I mean, there's nothing that the NFL can do because it all took place while he was in college. I would imagine. I'm just spitballing here. I just heard about this like you did, so. 
There's not really anything retroactive other than legally that can happen here. I, I don't know. And you can, you can bet that um, the investigators are going to be all over this one. We haven't heard the last of this one, I'm sure. Uh, breaking news earlier today, Carolina Panthers apparently have zeroed in on Dave Canales, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers offensive coordinator to take over as the new head coach there. Uh, a lot of people in the chat really seem to not like it. I, I have no problem with it. Again, I, th- I think it's a very solid hire. Again, the big objection there is it's not a name. And so many fans will look at it and go, eh, not impressed. It's okay. It could have been Kellen Moore. Why would you uh, have not like that more? Completely soured on him after the uh, Chargers run. Yeah, I I trust knowing things about the Clintons more than I trust Kellen Moore, uh, who is oh by the way interviewing for the Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator job today. It's time for the daily draft. Today's daily draft topic. This is going to be, be a trunicated draft. It's only three rounds. It'll only okay. be in this segment. Okay. But proceed. We're going to talk about the coaches that could make the jump to the NFL from college, as we've just seen Jim Harbaugh do, taking the job with the Los Angeles Chargers after, of course, winning this past national championship with the Michigan Wolverines. Who could take a job in the NFL and be successful? I feel like people get this confused from time to time that Pete Carroll was successful, Jim Harbaugh was successful. They were both NFL coaches that made the jump to college. Which, by the way, is equally, if not more, difficult to do as you bring in recruiting. Which is, and by the way, notice that you haven't seen a lot of guys that are NFL guys take college jobs in quite some time. There's a reason for that. But seeing Harbaugh jump got me thinking: Are there guys in college football that could actually make that jump? Mm-hmm. You want me to go first? Go ahead. I'll take the biggest name out there that everybody keeps throwing out every time it's lincoln riley and now i'll tell you something funny this is actually the reason i wanted to do this lincoln riley wasn't in my top six really i wouldn't touch him i wouldn't touch him i wouldn't think about it why because i don't think he is i think lincoln riley is a master at putting himself in a favorable position okay he went to usc where it's really easy to get recruits if you're good they hadn't been good so i the i feel like over the course of the last two years he should have done a lot to really damage himself but he didn't because they were so bad and they had the heisman trophy winner caleb williams cured a lot of ills there i hate to tell you this this is not gonna go well they're gonna go to the big 10 and get hammered hammered you can't be this bad defensively you cannot be just, hey, look, I'm an offensive innovator, and now I'm going to draw a parallel. What's the difference between Lincoln Riley and Chip Kelly again? Oh, yeah, yeah there's not, not sure. One. There's not one to me. It's two dudes that think they're smarter than they are that have been propped up by quarterbacks that made their offense run. And the first sign of a real competition, you get squished like a bug. But most teams are looking for a quarter for a quarterback whisperer, right? They're but looking is he for a quarterback an, whisperer. Well, I mean, he did have an offense that turned out some Heisman Trophy winners. Mm-hmm. 
That's Kyler weird. Murray Every and Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts, who mm-hmm. was a runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. And it's weird. Every quarterback that goes into that system works. I wonder if that means he's a quarterback whisperer or he has a really good system. Because not one of those guys has gone to the NFL and been what you expected them to be. Jalen Hurts has been better. I was going to say. He was also coached for three years by Nick Saban. So, just going, well, it was only Lincoln Riley. No, it was Lincoln Riley's system that made him look better than he is. Mm -hmm. He was also SEC Offensive Player of the Year the year before that. So, it's not like he was some bum at Alabama. I I don't buy Lincoln Riley. I think he's grossly overrated. Okay. Who could do better? Oh, I have one, and I thought this was going to happen for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly. I think Brian Kelly's a really good coach. I don't necessarily think he's a great recruiter. He's been at Notre Dame. He's been at LSU, which are two schools that really recruit themselves. And he gets a lot out of players. Jaden Daniels is a great example. Did you ever think he's going to Heisman Trophy at Arizona State? Neither did I, and I love the kid. Mm-hmm. If you remember when he transferred to LSU, I told you that's that's the cool You were guy. excited, yeah. That kid right there is going to be really good because he's talented. Brian Kelly will get the most out of him. That's what I need in the NFL. Brian Kelly almost reminds me of Jim Harbaugh at times. I don't understand how you got to college because you're Brian Kelly's a little bit dumpy and he's like the new balance, white New Balance wearing dad that comes out telling jokes to his kids. And everybody just walks away going, you're such a nerd. Like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> but in the NFL, these are all grown, man, grown men. Mm-hmm. They just want to know, are you going to make me the successful and are you going to make me the money? And I think he could. I've always thought he could. When I started hearing that he could leave Notre Dame, I thought it was for the NFL, not for another college job. I really did. I never thought he would take another college job. And you think at this point, my question with him becomes, is it too late? Is it too late for some of these guys that are 60 and sixty to 65? Is that something you want to do? You want to jump to the NFL? And I get that's not the will. The, this is not a will they draft. This is a which ones would work draft. I mean, Brian Kelly's only 62. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of coaches in the NFL that are that age. Bill Belichick's 10 years older than that. Uh, by the way, in the next segment, we have some, uh, we've we got a fun segment of little birdie told me. All right. After Brian Kelly. Go ahead. We'll just alternate these since it's. Oh, we'll just, rounds. we'll just go back and forth. Uh, back satisfied Browns fan said Ryan Day would be a great candidate. <laughs> I understand why you said that because you're no Ohio State fan. <laughs> I I, w- I I mean, Ryan Day, we've talked about several times as a possibility of a guy who could jump to the NFL. I disagree with you on Lincoln Riley. I think Lincoln Riley could be a good coach in the NFL. I agree with you, however, on Ryan Day that I don't even think he's a great college coach. I think he's in a great situation. Yes. My next selection here, I'm going to go with Luke Fickle. That's a good one. He's a guy that's gotten a lot of buzz around the league. But, of course, that didn't pan out. He went to Cincinnati to Wisconsin now. And that may not be a bad idea of, we'll just kind of tread water with Wisconsin here for a couple of years and then go to the NFL. I don't I don't mind that one. I just don't know, ex- I don't know what it is he does well. Going into the league, I, 
he does. I shouldn't have said that way. He does a lot of things well. I don't know what he has perfected that could be his calling card in the NFL. I think Luke Fickle does one thing better than anything else. I think he hires really well. And he keeps really smart dudes around him. And he goes and finds diminished assets. Jerome Ford's a perfect example of that. He went to Alabama. Eh, didn't work out. Hey, come here. I'll, I'll run you. Yeah, I'll give you the opportunity. This doesn't do much for you in the NFL. He was on my list. So any one of them you say I'm just going to play devil's advocate on and right. hopefully vice versa. Yep. I, I think my next one's going to catch you off guard. Okay. Kalen DeBoer. Okay. That offensive system can work in the NFL. I've kind of softened my stance on him as the Alabama coach because Alabama does recruit itself. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt for a year because you have been hemorrhaged talent-wise. And I don't think he recruits well. Alabama recruits itself in, in, to a large degree. And he is really bright. I, I think his offense could work in the NFL. All right. I started thinking about that after they named him to replace Saban. Of why do I hate this so much? Because I like him as a coach. Mm-hmm. And it all came back to recruiting. Oh, NFL. That's the That, that would be the path to righteousness for you. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to, I mean, I, I feel for him. I feel for him because that's a dang near impossible task of trying to fill in for Nick Saban or replace Nick Saban. This is never going to happen. Throwing it out in the into the ether. I'd bet my house that this does happen. See, I'm going to do the reverse thing here because I think Kirby Smart could be a good NFL coach. I don't think it'll ever happen. He's in college. He's at top of the mountain heap right now, back-to-back national champions, just a year removed from that. And I don't think he's going anywhere because he's the A number one king of the mountain now. Oh, yeah. Now that Nick Saban's gone, he's the A number one coach in college football. He's so the he's guy that going. everybody's got to come get. Yes, he's not going anywhere. But I do think he would be a good coach in the NFL. That surprises me because you're on the same on the same plane with me about Dabo Sweeney, and I think those two are way more similar than people think. Really? That Kirby just hires well because that's been your knock of Dabo. I think well, that's because that's all that I think Dabo does well. Kirby hires well. He must be really magnanimous in a room because it seems like every coach that goes there winds up jumping ship to Georgia. Mm-hmm. And even if a better opportunity comes along, unless it's a head coaching job, they stay there. He also recruits really well, and he's super Johnny Rah Rah guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that works in the NFL. There was talk about him with the the Falcons job. And I, I just I can't get there. I think he is an awesome college. It reminds me too much of Steve Spurrier. Of why exactly are you leaving this again? Mm-hmm. You're set up for life here. You can do this until you can't walk. I I can't get there. But there's another one that I can. Okay, Lane Kiffin. That's a good one. It went poorly with the Raiders, and everybody wrote him off as oh he'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure of that. I'm not so sure of that. And you want to talk about playing a long game? I'm playing a long game. I will not be shocked if Lane Kiffin jumps one more time to one of these bigger jobs. Uh, an Alabama, uh, if DeBoer doesn't work out, you name the job. I don't really care which one it is. Mm-hmm. LSU. And that offense changes just a little bit, and it starts to look more pro, less college, and he starts really fixating on the defense. And if you don't believe me, look at what he just did in the transfer portal. 
Look at all the guys he brought in for that defense. He's trying to prove a point of something. I just can't figure out what that point is. And I think it's, hey, don't don't think I'm just an offensive guy. I can go get defensive dudes too. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been their knock. Mm-hmm. The knock against them is you can score, but you can't stop anybody. Ole Miss is super gimmicky right now, which is why the NFL looks at him and goes, no, 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 that doesn't work here. He's still not an, uh, an old dude. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of time in coaching, and I won't be shocked, especially the more – the more the NFL starts to mirror college football, the more it makes me think Lane Kiffin will take that shot that Nick Saban never did. Mm-hmm. If you had one more wild card that you – just a quick aside. I'll throw you another name that's Lance Leipold. He's so – I considered him too because I think he could run an NFL system. Mm-hmm. He's just so old. Is he much older than Brian Kelly? Ah, uh, I know he's been around for a long time. He's been around for – Ever. I think he's 64. Oh, he's 59. He's younger really? than Brian Kelly. See, there you go. That's another dude. Tell your kids you love him. I think he's a college lifer. He looks like a dude that would be very hard to police. I think he's a college lifer, but I also, there's just something to be said about guys that can walk into the room and you know, right? Lance Leipold, Kirby Smart, all the great ones have it, where you can just walk into that room press conference, pregame speech, halftime speech, postgame speech, it doesn't matter. You know who has command of that room. And I, Lance Leipold's one of those dudes. I think he's a top five coach in college football. Seriously. He's uh, winning at Kansas, for God's sakes. That's not the that, that's not the name that I was going to say, but that one's that one is good. I'm, I'm impressed you said it because I looked at it and couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> Mainly because I thought he was 143 years old for some reason. Uh, mine's Jim Leonard. That's a good one. Who's a defensive analyst for Illinois, and I wanted to bring this up for a very specific reason. I think he's the next defensive coordinator of the Packers, mm-hmm. and it would be a home run hire. He's the one that they passed up in Wisconsin, Yes, right? for, Luke for Luke Fickle. Fickle. You talk about a dude that absolutely got screwed. He was the interim at Wisconsin. We all just thought they were going to name him, and then the next thing you know, nope, Luke Fickle, and he is thrown into the pit of misery. Was Matt Campbell on your list? No. I feel like he was a year ago. Has it gone that badly since uh, he was a, all left? <laughs> for me, he was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Matt Campbell's one of the – I'll tell you what's really burning him right now is how good Brees Hall and Brock Purdy have been in the NFL. Like, wait a minute. You had both of those dudes with Charlie Kohler, and you didn't win squat at Iowa State? Really? And they've just regressed to such a point that – I never really bought into that. It was just every smart person I knew wanted to interview him for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I think I got blinded by it. And the more I watch Brock Purdy, the more I'm like, is it possible that you're just not good at this at all? Uh, in the YouTube chat, I lost, Joshua Penix said, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, I will be shocked if he's not an offensive coordinator in the NFL next year. Mm-hmm. I won't be shocked if he, if he gets another head coaching job either. Uh, he was just called in yesterday for Philly's job, wasn't he? Yes. I'll be stunned if that's where he goes. Well, then again, I'll be stunned if that's where Kellen Moore goes. Mm-hmm. You got two very pass happy coaches, and you're going to time. We're going to do this with Jalen Hurts. You think that's a good idea? Hmm. But the other coordinator position has been filled, and we haven't talked about that that yet, and we need to. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. 
Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. The best season of the year is here tailgate season monster brewing presents this season's mvp the beast unleashed with four bold familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar beast unleashed is your new pre-game ritual with white haze mean green peach perfect and scary berries there's a flavor for every fan the beast unleashed six percent alcohol by volume unleashed responsibly must be 21 or over beast unleashed available at your local retailer the sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Welcome back into the Ingles studio. This is the sportsocracy. Next week, Senior Bowl week. Jeremy will be down in Mobile, Alabama, hanging out with uh, Mullet Senior. I'm so excited. They're going to have a lot of fun going to the practices and the different uh, sessions and such. And there's just so many things going to be going on down there. I think there's going to be Mardi Gras celebrations that you guys are probably going to have. We're staying right outside of Mardi Gras Park. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And and he sent me this hotel. I don't think that's ironic. Oh, no. No. He's. I think the second question he asked you was how many beads should we order? to take with us and i told you that in confidence you were not supposed to say that oh on i'm radio. sorry <laughs> i apologize look if you like me you're gonna like mullet senior <laughs> i promise they, i think he was the all-star of my wedding that wasn't actually having nuptials rid they are birds of the same feather if <laughs> yeah. you will yeah yeah he's a more seasoned version of me which is <laughs> It's going to lead to some fun times. Yes, yes. Um, So next week, Senior Bowl coverage coming your way. We'll have Jeremy in and out on the program throughout the week. We'll have some guest hosts in here uh, sitting in with me throughout the week as well. I know Chris Womack from News 13 is going to be here next Thursday. Uh, We're going to have at least a touch-in with our good friend Doug Maurer, who's a big uh, college basketball fan. We'll talk about Mike Helton, or excuse me, Todd Helton making the the Hall of Fame, who was an Asheville tourist. And we may talk some good baseball as well with Doug, because he is the encyclopedia of baseball. Yeah, if you're new to the show, just understand, when Mullet goes away, all the draft stuff goes away too. Yes, and we get to actually have a little bit of respite and talk about other sports that are happening. So uh, Brian Haynes will be in here Monday and Tuesday of next week. Football Farley will be joining me. We'll try to keep him on the leash. He usually does a good job when uh, he knows he's bound by FCC regulations. Yeah, the only the only time he ever did anything sideways, I think you were on vacation and we had Seth in here. And it was in like the first segment. And it just so happened Seth hit his mic at the perfect time to cut it off because he had said something and he 
He went, oh, shoot. <laughs> Only you didn't there say There were no O's in the words that he said. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be on the lookout for that. But next week's going to be uh next week's gonna be fun uh you're gonna have fun we'll have fun we'll all have fun right here in the angle studio uh there's gonna be a lot a lot of content coming out next week for the draft uh you'll get to meet some of my friends some of whom i have never actually met in person that will be uh helping us with draft stuff this year we we've we've put a lot into this i'm very excited about it and uh, i hope hope you are as well uh, your cousin Colin Green, not your cousin Colin Green, says uh, that you need to go to the parade on Saturday night before the Senior Bowl because that's the best one. That's the one after the Senior Bowl. So the game happens in the afternoon, and then that's that night. Ah, I got you. Gotcha. So technically, we expect plenty of pictures. Technically, we're supposed to be coming back Saturday night. I'm gonna go out on a limb <laughs> and say I doubt that's gonna happen. <laughs> Just one more day. That's all you need. One more day. Well, we're either going to be, and I don't know which way this is going to go. We're either going to be so tired of, of that city that we have to get out of it. And we just stay wherever on the way back or, uh, cause he's anti-airplane. I don't think I've pointed that out. That's the only reason I'm not fly. Cause I love to fly. He went, mm -mm, I'll drive. Save me a bunch of money by switching to mullet senior. <laughs> <laughs> Because that car was going to be expensive. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have made a hire. They have a new defensive coordinator, and it's Vic Fangio. Fangio does have some history here. They brought him in last year to be a consultant before the Super Bowl, so uh, they're at least familiar with how he works, and he's familiar with what they have to deal with for him to become the defensive coordinator. Is this a good signing? Yes. Bad signing? What do you think? Well, I mean, this is the exact opposite of what Philadelphia did last year. They, they brought in two pieces, and uh, an OC and a DC, that you don't know what you're getting. With Vic Fangio, you know exactly what you're getting. He's worked for a third of the teams in the NFL. He's the Josh Johnson of, of coaches. So you know exactly what this is going to look like. And I, I'm curious to see if that's what you get on the offensive side, too. I keep seeing these names that don't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, and Gage Camplin with a, a super chat. He's one of our resident uh, Canadans and yeah! Philadelphia Eagles fan. Thoughts on the Eagles hiring Fangio? Meh. That's, I mean, that's what you get with him, but I think that's what you need. Mm -hmm. You have the talent that just as long as you don't try to reinvent the wheel, you should be at least good defensively. Last year, you were awful. And so if Fangio can just – I mean, he did a lot with Miami, and Miami didn't have nearly the talent Philadelphia does. I mean, you get past Christian Wilkins and, and uh, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips, he made Andrew Van Ginkle a thing. That should tell you a lot. And when I say a thing, I mean paid. Like, paid, paid. He had been a role player before. There were a lot of guys that got better under Fangio, and I, I think that's I think that's where this heads. Mm-hmm. What this opened up to me is, okay, they looked at this and said, Nick, the offense is on you. Fangio can handle all of the defense. He doesn't want your input. He's not going to take your input. Just let him do what he does, and you handle the offense. It really makes me curious who the OC is going to be. Because Cliff Kingsbury makes no sense. Jalen Hurts running that offense makes no sense. 
and I would argue I feel the same way about Kellen Moore. I would be looking for somebody that I've seen. I mean, and I, I know, I know how this is going to be received. I know this is not a name that you want to hear, and it is possible that it is a name that ends up with Jim Harbaugh out in L.A. You could do worse than Greg Roman. You could do worse than Greg Roman. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those times that you just look at Kellen Moore and go, oh, he's such a great play caller. Yeah, but his scheme is not a fit. He would have to contour to Jalen, and that's not what I want. I, I don't. I want somebody that is comfortable working with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts the way that Shane Steichen was. And I watched him contour to Gardner Minshew. You need somebody like that. And I don't think either one of those two are. They've been in this league. They've been head coaches. One, or Cliff's been a head coach. Kellen's been a play caller for a long time. I need somebody that's adaptable. And who that is, I I don't I, I don't have a lot of great names for you, but Greg Roman was one of the first ones that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. Greg Roman, who, well, they just they they ran out of patience with him with Lamar Jackson. Well, they ran out of patience with him because they it, it, the 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 offense never grew. Mm-mm. I don't necessarily need the offense to grow. I just need a just a touch of innovation. I need somebody in terms of calling plays that because I don't think the scheme's going to change. It's going to be Nick's scheme, but you're going to have Kellen Moore trying to call Nick's scheme. That doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense with Cliff Kingsbury either. These are guys that want to track me up and down the field. Jalen Hurts doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Just because their names doesn't mean they're good fits. And and Gambit fan hit the nail on the head. He took the words right out of my mouth. Greg Roman might actually work if only because we have all the pieces already. That's kind of the point is that you bring in Greg Roman and just look, look, I need you to be the guy that reigns in Nick. That's all I need here. If Because Nick's in a do or die year, he's going to be the one that's really implementing the offense. You might be the one calling it that keeps him from doing that thing where you run it down somebody's throat in the first quarter and then, I don't know if that sheet just disappears, <laughs> if it's like a, a, a some kind of mythical religious tablet that you can only see in the first quarter. I need somebody to keep him from doing that. That's it. I don't need a name. I don't need a name. I don't need flashy. I don't need anybody that's going to reinvent the wheel. Just take the talent that's already here and optimize it. That's why I liked Fangio and these two offensive coordinators. Please do anything but that. Yeah, Gambit fan also said in the YouTube comments that he's not having any fun, that his offensive coordinator is either going to be Cliff Kingsbury or Kellen Moore, and the D.C. is Vic Fangio, whose only qualification is that he likes the Phillies. Well, and that he's been in the league since, let's see, I think about the time that they started wearing helmets, I think that's when Vic Fangio got his first uh, internship in the NFL. Where was Vic before the Denver job? Where did he come from? He's been a lot of places. I I can't remember where he came from, but I remember thinking back then, I don't know how this is going to work with him being a head coach. All right, so he's with the Eagles now. He's with the Dolphins last year. He was with the Eagles the year before as a consultant. Mm-hmm. Broncos is their head coach. Defensive coordinator of the Bears. I think that's probably Bears. what you're thinking of. Yes. He was the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. He was at Stanford with Harbaugh, mm-hmm. which, by the way, if you want to know why uh, this happened so quickly, it's because Vic Fangio's name had already been mentioned in L.A. Oh, no doubt. He was with him in Stanford. He, then he followed him to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Then they went to three NFC championship games together, and then he went to Chicago. I mean, he was a he was a DC in the mid nineties with Carolina. He was Dom Capers DC with the uh, expansion Panthers. Wow, I'm sure at some point I knew that and had forgotten it. He's been around for 
a minute. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's what you need in Philadelphia is you need somebody there that's had that experience, that's been in the league for a long time, and maybe can look at, as you said, Nick Sirianni and say, that ain't the way you need to do this. You need to play it this way. And that's that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'll put it this way. This is how long Vic Fangio's been in the in the NFL. The Dome Patrol Saints? Yes. He was the linebacker's coach. Wow. That was the year before I was born. Plenty of experience there for Nick Sirianni to lean on, should he need it. And if you brought Greg Roman in as well? Neither one of them's a threat to Sirianni. Nope. Stabilize it. To me, it would be the it's the best thing I can come up with. I'm sure there's a better name out there. I just haven't figured it out yet. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, time for the most important message of the day. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by EXP Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop customer apparel shops it is espn Asheville. this is the sportsocracy and it's time for the most important message of the day don't do crimes let's go out to denver colorado where a man is facing charges colorado state patrol finally catches up to the man who well he just refuses to drive 55 apparently uh guy got busted though because he was posting videos on social media of himself on his super speed motorcycle super speed going 173 miles per hour on i-25 sometime last year 32 year old man who's from texas um, like I said, now facing charges for a bevy of things between reckless driving and, uh, obviously speeding at excessive speeds, uh, apparently only 40 miles per hour over the speed limit is as far as they have putting down in ink on the law books. So he's going to have the book thrown at him for that. Also menacing, apparently placing others in fear of bodily injury. Yeah, 173 miles per hour will do it. 
it'll at least make you soil yourself when you're you know in the right hand lane driving on the interstate and then all of a sudden just right beside you the blur goes by why do you feel the need to tell everybody you're breaking the law this is the thing that always irritates me of I mean, if you're going to be a dumb dumb and you're going to break the law you shouldn't do that but at least don't tell the cops that you're doing it on a system that we can track and go oh that's who posted that he lives here let's go find him let's go get him or i mean if you're going to do that you should at least have the common sense to live in the state of california yeah it's like all these dumbasses in Asheville that keep going with the, the the TikTok challenge where they're breaking out windows in cars. Just irritating. I'm telling you, all you got to do, elect me mayor. I'll enact a purge. <laughs> Get rid of stupidity one night at a time. Wow. Yeah, we had we we had two that did sixty eight of those car break ins during the month of December. They caught up to them. Of course they did. Because you keep posting it on TikTok, we're gonna find. Hey, look, I'm breaking in a car on TikTok. My name's Dave, and I've got the <laughs> I got the, the, the I got an IQ that falls somewhere in between an old boot and a beaver cat. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you're an interesting dude the city of oakland is uh it's doing stuff just last week they announced that their one in and out location was closing did you happen to hear about this yeah yeah did you hear why too much crime yeah because cars kept getting broken into people were stealing out of the building and so they finally just threw their hands up and said nah, screw it well not to be outdone a group of thieves in oakland has well, they've taken a, a scene straight out of movies. You ever wonder how people steal ATMs? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you rob an ATM? You see it in movies, and they, like, tie it to the back of a car and yank it out of there. You know that's pure fiction, right? Nobody ever does that. Usually, they're concreted into the building. Well, apparently, these thieves found one that wasn't because that's exactly what they did. Uh, CCTV footage shows a van pulling up in front of an ATM. Four guys hop out of the back. They unbolt a handful of, you can't tell exactly how many bolts it is, but you can tell what they're doing. They unbolt it, throw a rope around it, tie it to the back of their van and drag it down the sidewalk. And then they did the same thing an hour later. Mm -hmm. One of them has already been caught, but he's not, you know, snitches, stitches. And apparently he really adheres to that. Well, you know what not snitches get? 25 to life, dummy. (laughs) This didn't work in Breaking Bad, and I don't know why people continue to try to do it. You know why people do it now? Because there's absolutely no repercussion. Because the guy they caught, you know what he'll do? 18 months in a county facility. Meanwhile, the business owner has a $10,000 bill to put this ATM back in place. Make it be your butler. Make him work in the establishment like they did on Seinfeld. I'm telling you, I could change law and order in this country. This country deserves another class of judge, and I think I can be that fella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you want a judgeship. Before you were running for president, then it was mayor. People. Now you're just now you just want some power. And and God forbid we ever give you any power. 
Oh, I could, I could whip this into, I could whip this into shape. No time. <laughs> well, law and order folks. That's all I need. That's all you need. That's all you need. You know, it, or, or we could just as a society, listen to that thing I said earlier in the week, just say no to your children every day. Find something to tell them no about on a daily basis. You'll feel better and they'll learn that in life, not every idea you have is brilliant. Some of them are actually incredibly stupid. Bad part is then they go to school and they tell their their teachers that you always tell no. Oh, and yeah, you they, end up they, with a visit from the DSS no or doubt. something. Yeah, now you're doing now you're doing five years next to the guy who's doing eighteen months for stealing an ATM because you told the kid no. What do you mean you wouldn't let your twelve year old stay up till three AM in the morning on his cell phone? And juggle knives while they're on fire. Ugh. I could have killed a kid yesterday. <laughs> Ugh. that's that that's crimes uh, this segment is actually about just, not doing that just, you, you did that you're awake up in the morning at 2 30 to go to work and then just hear cackling coming from downstairs like what is happening right now i walk downstairs and it's like a party like you guys got to go to school in four hours what are you doing man what you never did that i mean of course I did, but now I have to get mad about it because I'm the parent. Do as I say, not as I did. That whole thing. You never ring a bell. What can I say? You're going to Mobile, Alabama to get drunk with your dad, of course. <laughs> That's <laughs> not the I only saying? reason I'm going. I can do that here. Ooh, I wonder. This is cross, this just crossed my mind, and we're going to workshop it here on the radio. I wonder. That's if always I, a bad sign. I wonder if I can convince Bob to come in here for a show next week. Oh God, he'd talk. He'd talk about how stupid I am for three hours. That, that would, you'd have a grand old time. That could be glorious. Would throw it out in the chat. Would you guys like to hear Tank and Bob fight about Baker Mayfield for a day? Oh, that'd be fun. the only problem is. That, <laughs> look, and I got news for you. Whatever you do, the week I'm going, you pay the fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, there will be none of that. I don't care if you bring a, a mullet dog or a beaver cat in here. You can bring one of those in here and argue with it. I don't care. <laughs> I ain't paying it. <laughs> we won't have to worry about that. Father has he's a it's a straight laced human. He can he can hold his own. Fine with it. It's, it's totally fine. <laughs> Might have to float that out. See what see what see what he says about that. I, Anyhow, I, I'm here for it. Yep. Uh, it is the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. Uh, I'm hoping that the yes from Sir Jimothy in the chat was all about Bob because I, now, like now, I think this is the path we need to do this one day next I'm, week. I'm totally down. <laughs> Jeremy says just as long as it doesn't uh, affect my bank account. Uh correct. Yeah, I, I, and I have to get this on on recorded air again to legally indemnify myself. I'm not paying that fine. If you come up with Bob, totally fine. You come up with some harebrained scheme where you bring in, I don't know, me junior, and that person comes in here and goes on some unbelievably profanity-laced tirade, your responsibility. I thought about it. I, th I, I thought about it, but thankfully all of those people have said, I don't know if that's a good idea for me to come in and be Trust me, I got there. a shell company. I can, move, I can move it all out in a <laughs> night. I'll make... I'll make Art Modell moving uh, the Browns to, or the uh, the Colts to Baltimore. You know where I'm headed with this. I've, I've gotten this whole thing wrong. Absolutely. Moving the Colts to Indianapolis from Baltimore. I'll look like I'll make that look like a dog and pony show. Uh, earlier, Jeremy, we were going through the list of the finalists for the NFL awards. You were 
you were playing the fun little game with me to see how many of them I could get. One that you didn't go over was the offensive, defensive rookies of the year. Did we have finalists for that? Uh, yes. You want to take a guess at the offensive rookies of the year? C.J. Stroud. Yes. C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Well, yes, he's on the list. He's the A number one, and he's going to win it. But who are the other finalists? Oh, let's see. The other finalists. Puka Nakua. He didn't play enough games. Um, Sam Laporta. Hmm. There's not another quarterback. No. I could tell you the positions, but that'd give it away. Jameer Gibbs. Tank Dale. Suri. I thought he hadn't played enough games. This one's funny to me. B. John Robinson. The guy whose coach would not play him, Sir Jim, he said Brandon. Up. Brandon Audrey should be there. I would that would make more sense to me than B. John Robinson. Brandon Aubrey, that's a good one. Uh, I don't Zay think Flowers. he qualifies though, does he? Yeah, he's a rookie. Is there an age limit on that? Nope, because he's fifty years old. Yeah, Zay Flowers would have that, that would have been. I knew I was missing a receiver. I just couldn't place who it was because I feel like he's been in the league for four years that, for some reason. That would have been a good a, a good guess, but ultimately wrong. Uh, the finalists, Laporta, Gibbs, Nakua, Bijan Robinson, and, of course, the eventual winner, which is going to be C.J. Stroud. Now, defensive rookies. Uh, yeah, and it's sad that, that Puka Nakua doesn't get to be rookie of the year in the only year of the last 40 that he probably wouldn't have been. Okay, defensive, Jalen Carter. Devin Witherspoon. Mm. Will Anderson. Who will win it? I don't know. I would say Jalen Carter probably wins it. Um, he didn't play enough games. Um... I'm forgetting an obvious one, and I can't off the top of my head figure out who it is. One of them was one of my favorite players in the draft. I was really happy. Elijah Canty? When this team selected him. No, he didn't go to my team. I was about to say, it couldn't possibly be. A Brian Branch. Nope, not that one, but you're close. Joey Porter. Oh, that's dumb. To the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, look, he had a good year, but having him, having him ahead of Brian Branch is insane. Uh, yeah, Brian Branch is not on the list. That's dumb. Brian Branch is not on the list, but the last finalist is Rams defensive lineman Kobe Turner. I told you there was an obvious one I was missing, and that was the one. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, Kobe Turner, Joey Porter Jr., and Devin Witherspoon are your five finalists for the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, that should be that one should be close. I frankly, I would be fine with Witherspoon Carter. Or Will Anderson, to be really honest with you, I'm not sure I would be fine with Kobe Turner to be 100 to, to be totally honest. Mm. So long as that one's not Joey Porter Jr., I really don't have a problem with that. I would have to. Th- I, I would think that the Houston Texans would sweep this. Have that wrong. happened for the second year in a row? Yeah, Jets did last year. Was that last year? Yes. Okay. 
all my years are running together. That feels like it was three years ago. Nope. <laughs> you are in the Sportsocracy. ZSPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Take another quick break, and we'll be back to close it out. See if we get to a football Friday tomorrow. I'm starting the new year by making my home feel like new with the advanced cleaning of Zero Res. Take advantage of their New Year's sale. Get three rooms of carpet cleaned for only $119. And when you mention ESPN Asheville, you'll get a hallway clean for free. Schedule online at ZeroResAsheville.com. Sandstone Health and Rehabilitation wishes to thank every team member from our 18 locations for their incredible contributions to our residents in 2023. Your attentiveness, dedication, and commitment to compassionate care are foundational to everything we do. Cheers to an even better 2024 and continuing to build a career with purpose by providing compassionate care for all. Find your career path today online at sanstonehealth.com careers. Contact Tax Relief Helpers for details and restrictions. Attention anyone that owes money to the IRS. The IRS has restarted aggressive enforcement actions against taxpayers who owe back taxes that were temporarily suspended for COVID. If you owe $10,000 or more, you must hear this because now is the time to clear your IRS tax debt. A special toll-free number has been established so you can stop penalty fees, avoid liens, levies, and other hostile measures by the IRS. Call Tax Relief Helpers right now at 800-374-2103. Tax Relief Helpers will provide you with the maximum protection afforded by law. I got behind on my taxes and owed $48,000. I didn't know what to do. I called and they got my bill lowered to just $3,500. I owed $87,000 in taxes and it was scary. I got the amount I owed down to just $3,500. I saved $83,500. If you owe money to the IRS, don't wait another day. Call 800-374-2103 right now before the IRS enforces liens, levies, and other aggressive measures. The call and consult are absolutely free. Call now. Call 800-374-2103. 800-374-2103. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by exp realty check us out online at clarissaselleswnc.com download our free app on google play or the app store type in Asheville home search you'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area for more information contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissaselleswnc at gmail.com running a small business is no small task at home trust bank We work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business. And we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
The Sportsocracy. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair. Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. We are back in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. Bill Belichick still just floating out there. He's supposed to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. I was told this, what, feels like two weeks ago now. Yeah, it's it, it, things seem to be cooling. Uh, I'm not 100% sure why, but it is getting more and more possible that it's going to be somebody else. Huh. Uh, and, and if you watch the betting markets, earlier this week he had gotten as high as minus 500 to be the next coach of the, uh, of the Falcons. He's down to right at even money right now. Hmm. And not the head coach of an NFL football team next year is right there with it. Look, he's not getting the Seahawks job. Uh, That's just not happening. The commander's job is going to Ben Johnson the second the Lions are eliminated. Uh, Or win the Super Bowl, whichever one happens. Seattle, I don't really know. Atlanta, I'm I'm getting confused. I thought it was a shoe and it was Bill, but I'm not so positive of that now. Yeah, apparently not. Here's a uh, sportstalkatlanta.com has an article that they just posted a few minutes ago that says Arthur Blank is, quote, panicking and in total disarray over the Falcons' head coaching search. I haven't dived much into it here, but that sounds brutal. Panicking and in disarray is, those are strong words to use. Well, I mean, we've said throughout the entire process that Jim Harbaugh used you. It seems like it was Bill and not really a plan past that, and nothing has changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Raheem Morris is who you think you're going to give this job to, and all of a sudden it's, I mean, that's a total swing and a miss. You're going to bring in a defensive coach with this team? Really? Bill, I get it. Guy's got six Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it in the least. So could it be somebody other than Bill Belichick in Atlanta? I guess we'll have to just wait and see. We're we're ticking off the jobs one by one. There are only three left. Yeah, there are only three left. Very, very few options, or actually, plenty of options. Very few days left to make the decisions. The funny thing is, we got three jobs left. Two of them are the best kept secrets in the NFL. If Atlanta's not Bill. And Washington's is the worst kept secret I think I've ever seen. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. We'll be back with you tomorrow for a football Friday right here in the Ingalls studio at noon.